0: a truckload of bootleg beer and race through five states on a bet. This is Bandit 1 and that is Bandit 2. Only the Bandit, Burt Reynolds, with Sally Field, Jerry Reed, Fred, and Jackie Gleason in hot pursuit. I got to barbecue, you They're burning up the road in Smokey and the Bandit.
1: Welcome to a very special episode of Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. This is very exciting. I'm Dion Baya, and I've got with me today, its pretty amazing, uh, Tyrus, uh, WWE, former wrestler. Uh, you can see him now on Fox uh, News Channel, uh, on Gutfeld, all kinds of stuff. Um, he decided to sleep over today, which is awesome. Uh, he's a here sleepover. now. Yeah.
0: Man, I miss the sleepovers. Yeah. Did you sh- sleep over a lot at people's oh, house? Of me? course. I never got a lot of kids to sleep over because my mom worked nights. Yeah. So I was the official you'd go kid to spend the night at their house. I was the yeah. official sleepover at of the guy's house. I did it all the time.
1: And you'd, you'd come over and and then, uh, you know, it, it always sometimes can get awkward because you don't know when you go over or, or if you have more than one person sleeping over, like, you know. Uh, you go over to somebody's house and they've got like two, three kids sleeping over, and it's kind of like there's like a jealousy there. Or a sleeping. Uh, over I night. was
0: just, and I always looked, I always worked the angle because that meant you got like the moms was usually cooking really good food for everybody, and you know, like usually the the houses that my friends' houses were always bigger and better than mine. So like yeah. I would go over to these really nice houses to spend the night and be like, man, you know, mom's got to step it up. Like this is. It's amazing. Yeah, it was always a,
1: a hustle for me to try to get someone to sleep over. Cause <laughs> your, you could tell your parents, it's like, yeah, you didn't want it. Because now that we're adults, we know what it means. But back then, you didn't have no concept of, like, you know, your parents just got off a shift or whatever, you no, know. No, and
0: they want alone time, not yeah. four more kids in their house asking yeah. for stuff and... Y- and
1: then you're like, oh, they, then you think, like for fuck's sake. Yeah. Then you know you're up all freaking night on like Coke, yeah.
0: <laughs> Coca Cola. <laughs> I mean, you know. No, no, that's that's true too. That was like parents who try to <laughs> you know hide their drugs and shit in the house. I remember, <laughs> I, I remember asked my mom one time because uh, I used to go in the bathroom cabinet and we had a ton of the old school black film canisters. Yeah. Okay. With the gray tops or whatever, but yeah. we didn't own any cameras. That's hilarious. So, but there was all these film canisters everywhere, and I just happened to one time just want to go ahead and open it and I was like mom there's like there's dirt in your and in, in grass in your, uh, in your <laughs> film thing and, uh, and she was like give me that she did she answer you with a slap she just like said you don't touch to do. that you don't touch mommy's yeah. you don't touch mommy's yeah. film Let's see that cause if you open that up it destroys this is what happens actually what she told me was the film destroys itself When you open it up and light touches it, so she put some science behind. And she's right. She's like, like, you know, so I felt like I ruined. (laughs) And she's like, those were your birthday pictures. Now they're gone. Now we don't have them anymore. (laughs) So don't touch. (laughs) That's (laughs) why we don't have nice things. Yeah, don't touch. Don't touch. uh, Don't touch mommy's uh, uh, photo stuff. Okay. This is this this is
1: this is rather embarrassing. But I remember at a very young age, I stumbled uh, upon my parents in their drug uh, in in their medicine cabinet like condoms. You know, but I didn't know what they were and they weren't lubricated. This is the early eighties, so they probably just had so I'm like, What are these? Lamb
0: skin or something yeah, like well, that. Well, I
1: think th- yeah, they were they were something. I mean, I guess they could have been latex or rubber, but you know, it was dry, so I'm like, What and my mom's like, Oh, my mom was a nurse. So she's like, Oh, that's for a surgery. Too. Yeah, so my yeah. mom's a nurse. She used to work eleven to seven. She'd do nights. Yeah, so did yeah. mine. So she would say things to us like she'd say like, Oh, um, that's for when they t- the doctors have operations, they put those on their fingers. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm putting them on my GI Joes and oh breaking the freaking thing, going through it all. You know, it's it's pretty. <laughs>
0: Unfortunately, my mom wasn't a big proponent of safe sex, so we never had to really <laughs> worry about uh, finding condoms. We just usually found stray boyfriends in the living room. That was, <laughs> that was a little more awkward. Well, um, my
1: father ha- ended up having a uh, vasectomy. So then, like, very young age, it's like, uh,
0: I was like, what's wrong with dad?
1: He's like. Didn't father su- sounds like a brilliant man. He, he's like, you know, he had surgery on his penis and, like, you know, she couldn't. She, she wouldn't dance around it. I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting.
0: You know what, that's one of the, th- <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious, because this is, this is why we, we get along so well. Yeah. Because one of the things about working with, my mom worked in uh, trauma. Okay. And she worked either 11 to seven or seven to seven. See,
1: my mom did hospital till she had me, and then she did the convalescent home circuit.
0: Okay, because my mom did private duty okay. for a while. She same hopped around. Same was, thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, But working in the ER, Oh Jesus. You just my mother like truck drivers and nurses are very similar in terms of the way they tell you shit. It's very yeah, There's, there's no the sugar coating anything. Yeah, you, know. you know, she's like, "Listen, I had a guy come in tonight. He he got shot seven times. His stomach's hanging out of him and I got to I got to push him all back in. You think I have time to hear about you and your your brother <laughs> fighting over golden grams?" You know, <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. just like oh, He's bleeding out all over what, the table. His stomach was out. Yeah, his intestines were everywhere, yeah. you know. Enjoy your breakfast. Yeah. Like she was very like straightforward. There was no like Sugarcoating anything. If you fell and you know, skin just knee up and be like, "Oh, I my mean, knee," she's like, "Ah, oh, that's uh, barely even. That's not even worth a stitch yeah. or a band-aid. Just put some water on it and just yeah, stop cares? crying." Yeah. you want me to take you to the hospital? I'll get it cut off. Yeah. I know people. <laughs> like she just didn't. <laughs> that's play. On my mom. My yeah. mom
1: was very much like, "I've been picking people up all night. You know, yeah. people twice my age. You know, elderly people calling for their mom. So why don't you just, uh, you know, yeah. shut the fuck up and yeah. you know so you can go to school?" Um, yeah, we we you and I ended up bonding because I remember one of the first things. Um, you, d- you, on um, uh, my day job, you were on a show and you made a, uh, you can't do that on television joke. And Nobody I was got it. Yes, <laughs> you were the only guy. And then during the break, I walked up to you and I go, w- was that a you can't
0: do that on television joke? You're like, yeah, it was. I was like, that's amazing. And uh, I was shocked that nobody, I, that show made up most of my summers. Yeah, of course. the you know, Canadian like, import. I don't know. And then it would fall down. Yeah, you know, or like, water,
1: or, you know, that one guy. What do you
0: think's in the burger? Like, I just I thought was. Heard <laughs> I heard that. just that. might that have been what you said. That's what I said. Like, what yeah. do you think's in the burger? And then, and then even North the audience joke, <laughs> And the audience was like, uh beef like hey what's what's for dinner and you're like
1: no was it not big in new york because yeah. in
0: california you can't no, do that it on was television huge, but i
1: think it was our age group you know because yeah. i think growing up with what nickelodeon like pinwheel and um, uh, yeah. today's
0: special with the yeah. kid with the guy with the hat you yeah. Know? yeah well i just remember uh what the the I was obsessed with the cook. His name was Barf. Barf. Yeah. I mean, think of how insane that show was, where it's like
1: Snake Eyes, the bus yeah. driver that would at the end of every skit, he'd get his kids killed. Yeah, would tra- crash tra- off on road. the train track, or you know, yeah. they'd be on a train track, or Barf is killing the kid. You can never do any of that nowadays. No. no. Uh-uh. And then very soon, you and I started talking movies, and then we, we I think we talked, we brought up Jackie Gleason, Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, and that's that was one of my it.
0: favorite movie. Like literally, yeah. I, it never gets old. Yeah. And uh, probably the only thing that gets old is anybody in the room. Yeah, who has to watch that movie with me has to deal with me doing really bad Jackie Gleason impersonations line for lines uh, every sure, movie and then laughing while I'm doing it like I'm setting up th- <laughs> this joke by already like oh this is great especially the, my favorite scene in the movie is when he comes in to get the Diablo sandwich the fri- Yeah, uh, and, uh, and he uh, asks him for hush- we uh, ain't got time for uh, that, that shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just How about like hush daddy <laughs> and I'm laughing and to the point where they can't hear the joke because I'm like I am telling them like how great it is and I'm setting up and this is setting like you gotta understand his son's so dumb and like and then we get to the, the, the pinnacle of the movie like I could literally roll credits after he threatens to punch uh, Junior's mother in the mouth. Like, for me, that was just... That,
1: that is my favorite scene. Yeah, when, that's when, he, when he gets out, you know, it's, it's, it's rain and misty. He's like, you know, abandoned all this, you know, blah, blah. And then they take the door off, and he's that whole, I saw that, you saw him, bitch. And there's so many breakfast. things
0: wrong with that scene. Like, because I've seen it at least a thousand times. It's overexposed a little bit, you know. The, the door's closed on the car in the first part of the scene. Yeah, and then when the then it's miraculously by. open. Because yep. he oh, closes shit. it behind him. <laughs> yeah. He closes the door. Jackie closes it. The door behind him, and he goes out and then miraculously it's closing the whole scene. And is that where he also uh, he offers
1: to hold his hat and he stops? Yeah, and he's like, you yeah, know, yeah, he's like, and it's so because f- it's almost like he does it like he doesn't, but it also almost like he looks at the audience and he's like, you know, what, look what I got to put up with. know, like like
0: he's and he's he's the one of the greatest. Uh, Comedians and his timing yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. And I mean, people used to call. I hear like Mark Levin. People call him the great yeah. one, Wayne Gretzky.
1: And I'm like, every time I hear them, I'm like
0: Jackie Gleason. You mean? You yeah. know, to, like, he was the original great one. Well, yeah, and he was. He was so far. Like I said, but all his humor now, he couldn't get a job. You and I talked about that too. Like, it's like the honeymooners. He's threatening to, to hit the his honeymooners wife. Honeymooners to Fox. You and I came in. We got this great story. Yeah. Bus driver in New York City trying to make ends meet. They're with living his in a tenement. Yep. They're really getting by. He walk up. A Got a best friend lives upstairs. Who's a plumber? Yeah, and uh, you know he's got a horrible temper. He's got some great stuff where every time his wife his wife's a sarcastic, but every time she opens his mouth, he threatens to bang, zoom, center to mm-hmm. the moon. Oh, that's our Hit her, knock her out. You get kicked out. When yeah. you get kicked out, right away. Even the uh,
1: what's the uh, Smokey and the Bandit? Yeah, same thing. Where you oh you, yeah. you, I'm going to punch your mom in the mouth.
0: Nope, not just that, but like he's uh, he's sexist. Cute, yeah, he's always talking about women's asses. But in his defense, regardless of size. Because he gave the, the the waitress, who was a large gal, yeah, a, a, a wonderful ass. compliment, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: and she's mm-hmm. like, what is she Mr. policeman?" Or am I thinking? Of oh, her? hey, she's trying to get the toilet
0: paper. Yeah, rolling it stuck it up to his glasses. He walk, yeah, you and, all the and way out Only, with it. only in the '80s would someone try to save toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. He's She's going to bring that back, and then he's yeah. like, "Ooh, nice ass!" Like. <laughs> I love... I, love uh, I mean, and all
1: that, too, is p- people probably know now that all you know, Gleason improvised everything. Yeah.
0: yeah I mean, he, he was... was gonna, who's going to direct him?
1: I know. You know, I mean, he... Sinatra learned from him about it. Yeah. Sinatra only did one or two takes because, to Gleason's credit, or I guess the geniuses, he had a photographic memory. So you yeah. just look at the script once. I think on The Honeymooners, he would just go do blocking with the other actors, and that was it. He didn't want to rehearse, which I can understand. It was certain you want everything fresh.
0: Yeah, I, and this know? is where, like, uh, he's big influence because I do a lot of that on the show yeah you know as far as like not to like I said by no means am I calling myself Jackie Gleason I haven't had an opportunity to get to that point yet no. you know yeah, yeah. Uh, and but because he was of uh, f- he set the pace he was able to push lines and draw lines and where now as a comedian you're in a box yeah I mean you literally I mean yeah. some of the honestly like just on the show some of my best stuff will never be heard because it's quote could be offensive you know, to somebody or, something. or you know, and it, too and much it's,
1: and it's we live in that oh like so uh, it's like the Coddlin, you know i mean yeah. even like you know don rickles now oh no he'd be, you know what i mean he'd be considered like a racist a sexist a misogynist all that stuff you know all and the old great
0: guys you know what and here's the thing about Jack, i love about jackie gleason he's the joke yeah so he can be racist yeah he, he can be a, a chauvinistic pig because he's the joke. That's one of the funniest That's lines in the whole movie. You, yeah, s- oh you God, sounded a lot taller, taller, taller on the radio, and then he turns and around the song and goes, "What is the world, the world coming, coming to?" to. <laughs> like as racist as it could be, but he is a narrow-minded, chubby sheriff with delusions of grandeur <laughs> who hasn't whose probably left Texas. His wife Hanna has Canada. an affair with another man, <laughs> and he's raising his son. Like, and he gets he can never catch the bandit. He never gets close to the bandit. Yeah. so he's never winning. Yeah. And he can be all these things, and it doesn't matter who you are. You will laugh at that, yeah. Because it was he was, he was all these horrible things that our society can't stand. But he was the joke. Yeah, he's the joke. He was on himself. almost adorable in his racism. I don't know if you can say adorable and racism at yeah. the same time. But he was a character, and we got it. We loved it. It made us love the bandit more. Yeah. Because the bandit was so cool, and well, I mean Burt Reynolds. Oh, is Burt, yeah, he was the man at the time, you Sally, know. And I Jesus. to this day will always have a crush on on Sally Fields. Who like didn't have a crush on her back then? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, uh, I
1: think she did it too after she she was doing the Flying Nun, and they were like, or Gidget maybe,
0: yeah. And they were
1: like, you know, she wanted to do it to try to break that. People were looking at her as like still the goody goody. Well, yeah, well, I looked at her a
0: lot differently, especially as I get older. Yeah,
1: know. and then it's always funny because you try to delineate the story where it's like, okay, she for some reason was l- literally going to walk down the aisle with Junior. And yeah. then I I don't know I don't know if that was a setup or she actually she was, fell in love she with was him. She was set or up.
0: She was set up. She met him, had dinner once when she met his dad. And then she was and like, and I'm then out. he said he made him marry her. Yeah. Like Junior for a is cost the of forty dollars, forty five dollars. <laughs> for <whatever>, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> decorating the town <laughs> for the cost <laughs> <It's> of forty five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then you shut <laughs> just, your ass. Oh yeah, no one makes me look like a possum speck. <laughs> no except that one guy. Shut <laughs> your ass. And like me and my uh, one of my best friends uh, Rico, who I who lives in California I train with and I've been friends with for years, we, till this day, most of our conversations will start and end with a call out from uh, Smoking uh, Bandit. Smoking Bandit. It's just, it's one of those, if, if people don't know what we're talking about, Shame on you! You got to watch it. Yeah, and you. But you can't watch it on regular TV because no. the Fred Flintstone voice will drive you nuts. Yeah, if the guy who used to play uh, Fred <laughs> yeah.
1: Flintstone would come in and d- all of a sudden he'd go in and, well, that's a, You know, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I thought know.
0: Foghorn Leghorn was gonna. Know. <laughs>
1: exactly, you gotta yeah.
0: watch the. You gotta watch the uncut version. You know, you gotta buy it on iTunes or whatever. And it. I
1: wonder now if people like we talk a lot on this show where it's like it's hard for people who didn't grow up with it or know it. I try to say, like, you got to put, like, that nostalgia cap on and look at it for what it was. Like, say if we cover a movie like Dirty Harry, it's like, you know, we're giving you a new partner. Like, people are like, oh, that's cliched. But, like, back then... That was new. Yeah. It, it set the bar that now has become a cliche. Wow. So if you go watch Smoking and the Bandit now, it's like to people, oh, this isn't funny. Like, Cannonball Run. It's like... There's, Phenomenal. There's, yeah, but there's no, there's no... It's just them partying the whole movie. And, you know, I mean, and it's great.
0: Yeah. But you know? I love Dom DeLuise Oh, it's with Captain him. Chaos. <laughs> no, I just love <laughs> when he said him could do it. You know, I just... <laughs> I want so badly. <laughs> One of the things, like, with Greg's show, I wanted to bring that character back. Yeah. You know, oh, as, Captain, as Chaos? A Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos is Captain captain republican yeah he could say him could do it you know and greg's <laughs> like no we don't want to th- no you know i would wear the mask and whatever and <laughs> just come and up and yeah, just jump up and, dun and, dun dun <laughs> and make a great speech and and take off running and and get you know because greg he gets to be burt reynolds in that situation but <laughs> i could think, even put a mustache yeah on. i mean it was literally uh, it was the genius but here's the thing and it's the era this, too people went to movies to have a good time yeah the they, didn't, they didn't go it to get it to change their life they didn't go to for a political reason or outcry or whatever. It was very simple. Jerry Reed and Burt Reynolds were going to steal some, from, some, some beer, cores some and cores, yeah. and take <laughs> it to take it to across the Texan, which, against was bootlegging. Yeah, bootlegging. So, you know, and it was just a simple premise, a simple movie. You had a good time. And, lead them and the, and director the stars amazing. became bigger than life because they didn't have the same issues. And they made the... Jerry Reed was barely getting by. He had like, I don't know, eight kids? Yeah. In it was a movie, house full yeah, of kids. Uh, Cletus, Cletus yeah, he, Snow. Yeah, he had, and and Bannett was by all means a, I mean, technically, I guess he's kind of a loser. He's yeah, just a driving. He's or whatever. A, and he, yeah. technically, people don't realize He's the one doing the racing at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah, that's when him racing trucks. Yeah, he's racing the trucks. Yeah, and, that's, and I don't know if anyone knew this, but truck racing has never really had a prominence yet. No. It's still early. Yeah. It it's could uh, happen. Yeah, you never it know. It could happen. And
1: that's a, n- that's a sight to see. I would love to go to a truck race. That seems uh, awe-inspiring. <laughs> go watching Max and Peter Belts
0: and, like, just run cars. Yeah, you know. It would be a lot more entertaining than watching cars with guys in trucks. I would yeah. enjoy that. But I'm just saying, like, it those movies were relatable. Yeah. And now all our movies are fantasies. It's Completely weird. unrelatable Now look I love Marvel yeah. I, I enjoy it Because I had the Comic books And yeah. I love seeing The characters and stuff But even The movies have become Such a message Throwing It's been less Art And we've changed But society's changed We've become so sensitive Like we all We were making jokes About our childhood Yeah And It, it determined Who we are now As adults was it politically correct? No. Was, was our mothers, were they right? Probably not, but they did the best they could with what they had. Of course. And some of the situations we went through, when you tell it back as a, a funny story, it is hilarious, but I guess if you're a victim, you can also, I could tragically be like, one day I opened up her, her <laughs> film canister and it was marijuana in there. Yeah. I knew that was a gateway drug, but I was small and I couldn't do anything. You know, we could easily change that. Yeah, and have it be a, a yeah, sob story. You know, an yeah. eight-part series on how her weed smoking affected my life. Yeah. You know, and to this day, I, I can't eat salad it's because it just it's reminds me of the greens. That, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I mean, yeah, it's just, that, that's where we've gone. Yeah, if were your, that whole like
1: idea of helicopter parenting where it's like we kind of turned out all right. You know, yeah. d- I watched, I think when I was little, I was exposed to everything for better or for worse. And I think the only thing my father wouldn't let me watch is, I remember he wouldn't let me watch Scarface.
0: Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch that either. And then
1: I wasn't allowed to watch Good um, Godfather only because I don't think he thought I would... Find it entertaining because there's a lot of
0: talking. Yeah, it's a ton of talking. You know, but
1: everything else, I mean, you know, smoking the Bandit, the, smoking two and three. Um, oh, she's missing in action. Chuck Norris. I mean, anything. Ter- the first Terminator, Death Wish, the real Death Wish. Well, those movies, Paul Kersey, you can't make them now. I mean, you know, you no. can't have, have a vigilante movie with a guy. You know, I like, could be a white guy or whatever. Now that's 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 t- team. Like, I mean, can you east with those? That whole sub of Eastwood, Bronson, those guys, you know. Eastwood's
0: like I, like, on my iTunes, I have every one of his uh, Dirty Harry movies. Oh, I amazing. But I realize they're more like a comedy now. Yeah. Than they were a serious movie. Although they had that great, like, 70s, 80s score music. Yeah, Lalo like, Schifrin a, those and stuff. Yeah. You know, they cool sounds and stuff that made it. But he's like... You shot a guy in the middle of the park, and he's like, "When I see a guy with running with a knife, I shoot the son of a bitch." And like you're like, "Oh yeah," but then when Naked Gun did it, you're laughing your ass off. And yeah. unfortunately, after Naked Guns came out, it's when I came, when I go back and watch it, I realize how funny it is. And it's like it's a very basic movie. There's not much to him, yeah. but you love it. It's a yeah. guy with a big gun who shoots everybody. It's to the point he doesn't yeah. arrest anybody. No one gets arrested on no, Dirty Harry's watch.
1: Carrie no. Callahan, you know, th- you don't take anybody in. It, <laughs> but
0: they, but now it would be. Uh, promoting male chauvinism and gun violence, and, it's and just you need a ha- you need a whole social message to it and all that. I mean, there were messages there. The first there was, uh, and uh, listen, like our difference is because you had a dad in the home, so you had a filter. Yeah. See, I didn't. Yeah. Mom worked nights, so there was a lot of times where I was able to expose myself to, stuff to that things that have. I probably shouldn't have, like yeah. uh, scrambled Playboy Channel. Who didn't watch scrambled I mean, Playboy I Channel? To this.
1: You know Just Getting sitting the there color, Waiting there for Just to for that just Squiggle squiggle then One then
0: brief moment Of it'll, green it'll, it'll rest Yeah and it'll get I, And then you're like You're there you And then it goes minute, away and
1: then, Yeah and then you're Or you're, you're watching Quietly on the TV Hoping that no one Hears you in the now, other room
0: I used to try To be clever I used to try to record Cinemax After Dark That is clever But The the VCR made noise Okay so some of those big old like Friday t- nights, <laughs> my mom was always <laughs> off Friday nights and yeah. it was Cinemax after dark, which came on the Friday nights Yeah, and I would like set my clock to it because, and it was a lot and it was soft this porn. This is
1: another thing too, uh, not to interrupt, but like nowadays, I mean, you can Google the dirtiest thing. Oh Google, yeah, no, yeah, but back no.
0: We were foraging for food. You know I mean, literally you know would, I assumed that everyone had sex with their belly buttons because all of the. All of the sex was always up on the girl's stomach in the in the uh, the soft porn stuff. Yeah. And but I would literally be leaned over and f- so close to the TV, my eyes would hurt. Yeah. Because I had to turn it off. Wait. And sometimes the remote was a little too slow. Yeah. But even when you press stop, or you're listening to it, yeah, the tape, like a tape makes one. that sound. It goes <laughs> stop. Yeah. And then it sets back down. <laughs> clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah. And you're like, because <laughs> everything in the house, <laughs> you're like shaking because everything in the house is it's completely, totally completely so quiet. Loud. Yeah. Because you have to You can't listen to any sound Yeah Because you have to hear uh, We had upstairs in our house So I had to hear that foot On the steps uh, a, a Porn So it's And it's funny Soft porn Soft porn Not the real stuff well, The first I time f- I saw that I was mortified Yeah why well, don't You don't know what's happening Because no was one that one you. kid. We had that kid in the neighborhood Who had all the videos
1: Yeah exactly
0: And then you're like what, And what that was is this currency shit? Yeah Because <laughs> you would trade a lot <laughs> For those videos Or <laughs> yeah, magazines Yeah Bitcoin now has nothing on What we used no, to do no, no. like that I, One of the scariest you know? moments Of my life Because my mother would have tirades okay where she would lose her shit and speak in third person and be talking about the ghost yeah who's like oh or the man who came in the house and ate all the cereal and didn't put the box in the trash and the guy who didn't clean my room and you're like <laughs> like look i didn't know she was talking about me <laughs> but i know you're talking about me but i'll fine we'll stick with this ghost character
1: yeah i had Yo, just a gotten son of a bitch.
0: three wow. cherry magazines from from the kid and i had not seen them yet i had them in my book bag, hid them underneath my bed, which is the worst place to hide them, but, but I was short on time. And yeah. she started, I didn't make my bed. So she starts flipping over my, like, I'll, I'll make the goddamn bed. You know, I'm going to have to make the bed. And I'm literally, I can still feel my heart leaving my Right now my you're chest. starting to get like... The y- beeps and the sweating and everything was in slow motion. And like, if she finds it and she came within an inch of tucking the sheet, she came really close to touching those magazines. And I just remember just your heart's skipping a beat. <laughs> I was literally seconds away from peeing myself. Yeah. I, I was gonna piss my pants. Like I I, I, I totally I'd already had it going together. My brother obviously who was two years younger than me and completely young for his age it was him yeah. he, he framed me like I was trying to get my alibi together yeah. thought about running away yeah. and at one point just throw something at her like distract like just get her away from there like you have to like I probably whatever, would have whatever. thrown my brother through a window just to freak out to buy myself some time because if my mother knew I was a pervert yeah. that would have lived with me forever like there's no coming back from that my mother would have not let that go. Yeah. Every time she had a conversation, have a good day at school, try not to be a pervert. It would literally be no matter what, she would bring it up.
1: Yeah. And that was your fear or you think you would actually be Oh, like it would have been my fear, had, but every
0: Christmas dinner would have been, well, let's say, Grace, especially for the pervert. You know, last year I found three magazines under just yeah. bed. Atrocious. Yeah, Is that what you think women are about? You yeah. think, you know, like... Uh, my mother was like a feminist in, in a lot of ways so where it's like you, you respect women at all times or whatever is this respectful do you think we really do this yeah you think this is what you want your mother and then when she says you want your mother like then that's ingrained. And, and luckily I didn't have to deal with that yeah. I was very my mom was very vindictive I was very FBI yeah. about my you had to be skin. like I, w-
1: I remember getting a, a, a couple of dirty movies and like when you find them you, you'd look at them and you're like, "Wow, you have had a gold mine!" And then you'd have to rewind them, put them back at the same spot you found them in, you know, on the tape. And you don't want to—God <laughs> forbid—if anybody found out. And,
0: and it's private. I didn't share my no, my treasure I wasn't with anybody into that either. No, no, no. no I never had some people. It's like it's like, it's
1: like it's like smoking pot. Some people are like, "Let's go clam bake in the car." It's like, no, I don't.
0: No, what no. What no. Do. I'm, I'm the same way, but yeah, like, it, it's, you I'm you very know, like this is mine. The, the the <laughs> monkey in the corner, hunched <laughs> over, like, <laughs> just, no one look at me. Like, yeah, I mean, blue velvet. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. I watching better. Don't look at me. Yeah, because. I just I could not. I'm still to this day not open. Yeah. As an adult in relationships, if if my girl was like, "Hey, let's watch a porn," I would be like, "Why? Why? Why would we do that?" Like, yeah, oh, what awkward. do you know? Yeah. Like, and I immediately go worry about my computer history. <laughs> but I will watch it alone. Yeah. But I will not watch it with another. With a I mean, even if she's like, "Hey, let's watch it," because I just yeah. get uncomfortable. <laughs> I and then plus I'm my relationship is very like we. She's very emotional sometimes, so yeah. I don't know what I can like, what I can't like. I don't know what the rules are. I'm the same way. So I haven't really established what it's like to watch uh, adult films with a woman. I'm probably missing out on a lot, but yeah. I, I just I can't relax because yeah. I have to act like I'm above all of it or shocked, like I've never seen it before. Yeah. Because she's like, you know, it's been, you know, we've been together seven years, so how do you know about this? I'm like, oh, I, uh, uh, jerks at work.
1: Yeah, Flood my emails, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> them
0: damn emails, you know. So I, I, I'm very. That's, that's cool. That, that, maybe that's just the time of our age. It was. We still had some 70s like privacy stuff still trinkled, trickled trickle down, probably because of the TV shows. Well, I, I t- learned most of my role model stuff from TV shows. Like, r- Incredible Hulk was like, like do the right thing, yeah. leave town as soon as possible. <laughs> like <laughs> the lo- yeah, never have any friends, which is kind of. I've literally been. Uh, I say. David Banner because it was David Banner when I watched now it's Bruce Banner I don't know who that guy is Fuck that guy but yeah you're like, well I think uh, they I'm thought
1: Bruce the the story behind it is I thought they thought the the creators thought Bruce was like maybe like too much of a quote unquote gay name yeah like they thought it's like a homosexual you don't want to call him Bruce you know call him David you know because I think on the on the tombstone it's like David Bruce Banner maybe yeah I think you're right you know yeah, but yeah, it, but yeah. he was Dave, I mean you know and then having him be it's just it's a whole different world because I mean I grew up in the 80s but we were a prod every it's like every Every decade kind of bleeds over, so even though it's yeah. like nineteen eighty eighty one, you're still it's still seventies. Yeah, you, know, you still know? have the yeah in nineteen ninety. You know, it's still. You don't talk 80s. about things. Yeah, you know, and then uh, and we grew up in. I mean, it was like syndication. The, the video store just came around. You know, prior to the video store, you know, people would have to go to the movies a half a dozen times to see their I movies.
0: I still remember the my first VH, my mom bought rentals, and I still remember the smell of the tapes. Yeah, because it's kind of like um, over scented carpet. Yeah. Is it kind of because like, from the video video parlor? And it was she got me WrestleMania, and it number was number one, but it was in two discs, and it was in two h- cassettes.
1: Huge 80 crazy 80s clamshell box, yeah, that you can kill somebody with,
0: yeah, yeah, with two cassettes because you yeah. couldn't watch all the way through. And I just remember, like, this is <coughs> awesome. And then she got like Godzilla movies and stuff like that. And I'm you're like, a big we're, Godzilla fan, I'm not, I'm a Godzilla nut, yeah, like, yeah. I've, I've spent probably my whole salary uh, over my lifetime over Godzilla stuff, like, I collect yeah. all the models and. Like, I'm nuts about it. That's like amazing. <laughs> I mean, I remember uh, growing up, books.
1: Godzilla 1985, Raymond Burr made the comeback in that amazing, that whole sequence where they get, uh, I, I, can t- I haven't seen that movie probably in 20 years, but like when they, they, make, th- they make the, uh, they
0: make a hole, he falls yeah. in the hole, and then they're stuck in the building near the end, and the, it's just, it's so still vivid. <laughs> what happens is, is like, because Godzilla for basically is a tough Muppet. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the Japanese art form is phenomenal, and I prefer that to the CGI stuff. I do i do rather them be Practical. in the costumes and yeah. do this stuff and the and if you watch it with somebody who's not enjoying the magic show they hate it it's stupid it's corny they they find all the flaws they see the string and much some, like if
1: we're watching the smoking the bandit yeah they'll yeah.
0: find all the things wrong with it and uh, it used to be okay for movies to have things wrong with it because that just meant you watched it too much yeah cuz so it was a good flick and uh, the Godzilla stuff as a kid i just for whatever reason I just enjoy I loved it as a kid I loved it and one of the things about growing up with a, like my mom worked a lot or whatever I kind of I had to be an adult very fast in certain aspects of my life yeah. but then there was other things I held on to and like one of the things I held on to was enjoying really cool sci-fi TV shows like The Incredible Hulk and yeah. uh, even ALF for a while I, I was nut for ALF yeah. but but like I enjoy those. Godzilla just stuck with me, and still, st- and all the new ones came out. I bought all the new ones. Uh, I'm so excited about the new Godzilla movies. Yeah, they're doing them really well, and the fact they're bringing uh, King Ghidorah back. I'm mean, or Ghidorah, depending on what side of the sci-fi spectrum you're on. Uh, the, the stuff looks good. I yeah. got, um, Did you watch the cartoon when you were little with the little guy Yeah, dad? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and now as a cynic, like how dare you? But Godzilla with a trusty sidekick. Yeah. But that uh, was, like, the Hanna-Barbera that's what you way. That's had to do, yeah. Had to, it was, did, like, no matter what you did, Yeah, S- Spawn had a sidekick. Yeah, exactly. You know like yeah. they They wanted him of a dog, a dead dog. Like That's how they pitched the... Yeah. And McFarlane was like, no, I'm <laughs> not doing that. He was going to have a dead dog as his sidekick. Like, let's go, Spawn.
1: But, uh... I mean, they had a huge... Fra- I mean, during the 60s and 70s, like, you know, the Godzilla franchise, Mega Godzilla, Planet X. Yeah, and Planet X was just dudes I with glasses stole, on. Yeah,
0: I stole all... <laughs> Yeah, I mean the <laughs> aliens were awesome. They were just Japanese guys with with, with cool eighties glasses. glasses. But it was cool enough it work, And if yeah. they die, they turn into apes. Yeah, which uh, okay, was some <laughs> other sure. it's a whole other issue. But yeah. but I didn't care. And Mechagodzilla was like probably the first time I was ever scared watching a movie oh, with the robot. <laughs> because well, for one, in the beginning, it made me cry. Because
1: isn't he? Did they do he they kill Godzilla? Be, he beats
0: no. He the fake Godzilla because yeah. Mechagodzilla originally looks like Godzilla. Okay. And his uh, Godzilla had buddies. Uh, and um, Angiris Was the guy who dug And yeah. here's the thing And I love this Because I collect the action figures Angiris is supposed to be on all fours But it's a it's a little Japanese guy in a suit And so he stays on his knees When he walks. So, and has these, he walks on his hands and knees with his feet in the back. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, (laughs) you you can't get up there or like prosthetic it out or whatever. Yeah. So, all the the action figures, they make them the same way. Yeah. So it's hilarious to me. Like, at least they kept it where he has this extra calf and foot that he doesn't use because he walks on his knees, but. Because it's some kind of suit. (laughs) But the fake Godzilla destroys him. He pulls his mouth. He, I mean, he beats him to a pulp. He doesn't kill him, but he beats him to a pulp. Yeah. But it was the first time, like, bleeding stuff. Usually Godzilla had a fight. Him and King Kong would fall in the water, and it would end. Like, he very rarely... Godzilla never killed anybody in the beginning. They always took off. Yeah. They always left. They always flew back. King Ghidorah always flew back to Planet X or whatever. Yeah. But uh, this was the first... I was like, whoa. And then uh, Godzilla was scary. Yeah. And he had all these super weapons and stuff, and uh, it was... I was invested. I, I loved that movie. I still watch it now when it comes on. I try to make my kids watch it. Yeah. And luckily, oh. they're into it because I make it such a big presentation. That Of course, they're going I to But I have a it. small window. Yeah. Like, uh, daughter's f- four, my son's six. So I have... Right now, they're all caught up in the imagination. Yeah. But once they get to, like, eight, when they become little critics, um, it's, it's a wrap.
1: It's hard, too, because now I feel like when we were little... Geez, you could be a kid that may be 12, 13. Yeah, no, not anymore. You know, no, exactly. Nowadays, you because of... Social media, technology, whatever. I mean, kids don't even go out and play. No, they don't. And you that's I mean? something that that I mean th- really
0: misses out on. Yeah. They don't... I think the biggest thing is they don't get to experience life lessons until they're in public school. And yeah. then they're not ready for it. And they can't handle it. Bullying, I, I think, was worse in the 60s and 70s and 80s. But you dealt with it on a daily basis on yeah. your neighborhood. You had a bully in your neighborhood. You had bullies at school you, had, you, had, you were able to deal with it yeah and eventually it didn't bother you like I mean you, there were severe cases but for the most part you dealt with it and yeah. you had to deal with it it wasn't like this thing where you're, you're like three o'clock high shit yeah you're you're, coiled, you're protected so much by your parents now <laughs> where they want to keep all the bad things out and then when they as soon as they let you out their their hands or whatever you're just not prepared for it yeah first time somebody bullies you you fall apart yeah And it leads to everything else, you know, like, and we're just very hypersensitive because everybody's hypersensitive and it affects our kids, like, to the point where I would, when we went to school, they wrote notes about you. Yeah. If you were brave, go hard, which often I was not when it terms when it came to girls. See, I wanted nothing to do with girls. Yeah. They, I mean, nothing. And they might have been great athletes, or whatever. But my experience had been in kickball. Most of the outs that stopped my rallies was involved with a, with a girl, Son so a they had no use for. It. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know, even hopscotch and stuff. They just w- the the competition was very like one sided, and and the girls wore dresses a lot of times, and there was always the, there was some athletic girls, and then that was even worse. And you grew up in uh, California, California, but yeah. I was from Boston. Okay. I grew up in Boston, so I, I was already a, a chauvinistic pig when I was. <laughs> you, know, you just didn't play with girls in, in, in elementary no school. no need to. And the girls weren't allowed to play with you either. Yeah, Because if the did girls play thing. with you, their mom would come out and be like, get your fast ass over here, you don't play with boys. Yeah. So it was very divided in the East Coast. Yeah. You know, you just did your thing. We just didn't that mix. That was my upbringing as well. You we just didn't mix. If, yeah. a, if a girl came around you, you're like, what the, wh- why? Yeah. You know? And um, California was different. Yeah. But I, because I was from the East Coast and they had these weird rules like, you throw the first punch. So, I mean, I was How like... How old were you when you moved to California? Seven.
1: I, I grew up in New Haven, Connecticut, and then when I was seven, I moved to the suburb, Hamden. So it was like, yeah, going that whole different experience to the suburbs, and you're like, I'm a fish out of water, you know? Yeah, and the
0: kids were not... The California kids were not... They very soon adapted a lot of my theories and hypotheses on life, like the whole don't let the, punch the guy first, but what, especially when he's like, oh, you throw the first punch, and I was... Because this is another different time. Like, most of my best friends growing up, we got in a fight first
1: yeah yeah same with me boys yeah. got in a
0: fight yeah and, and you're like you're cool you're cool yeah, 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 too yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah, and then yeah, you bond and that way and you're bond yeah. well, you both got in trouble yeah um and then uh you became best friends and, inseparable. and then and a new kid would come in and then you two would pick on him and then he would defend himself and then you guys would become friends that's just kind of the way boys work and then you form these neighborhood bonds that would last a lifetime yeah in a lot of cases unfortunately for me we moved around a lot yeah so just when i would establish these bonds they would they would move on now we don't have those establishments, like because yeah. I remember we there was older kids that would come down and bully us, they take the football away from us, whatever, but we dealt with it together as a group, yeah, you know, and if one of us was more upset, he had his buddies it 's okay, man, forget it man i i 'll ask my mom if, if if you can have my football like that 's how it was, yeah, we all relied on each other, and we dealt with things, and we had to figure it out on our own, yeah, yeah, the parent wasn't around because they had to work, you know
1: it's crazy to think about you get home from school. And your your parent or your guardian, it would be accepted for you to get on your bike, your Huffy, you whatever, BMX, you'd leave and either be home by dark or be home for dinner.
0: Like on our home, we came home to a note. Exactly.
1: Dinner's in the fridge. That means you're home alone. (laughs) Yeah, put it
0: in the the oven at 350, leave it in for an hour, be in by the streetlights. That was was pretty much it. Yeah. And we took care of ourselves. We survived. Exactly. We played outside. Yeah. Yes, every neighborhood had the creepy yeah. adult. We avoided you know, him like the plague.
1: And you'd hurt yourself. You'd fall off your bike. You'd skin your knee. You'd,
0: you know, you'd, you'd get in a fight sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. know, like you would have a bad day. Uh, You might even get bit by a dog or something. Like Things happen. Yeah. But it just seemed like we were more prepared because we had to deal with it on our own. Not saying that we were abandoned. I'm not saying my mother didn't abandon me. My mother worked her ass off so we could have the shirts and clothes and the bikes and the He-Man and the Star Wars, the things that really meant something to me. Yeah. And the free time. Yeah. Playing outside away from everybody was my favorite. I mean, the weekends would come. We'd get on our bikes. And she would not see us till 7 o'clock at night. Like, we would be gone. We'd yeah, get up Your early. imagination,
1: you're out doing we whatever the hell. We g- would have
0: sleepover. We'd yeah. all get up at about 8 in the morning, and we hit the trail. We'd be out on our bikes, adventure, deciding we're going to build a fort somewhere. Yeah. And we had plans if we were, we're going to move stuff in here and set up yeah. a TV. Like, we had big plans for the- Of course. Because, you know, the world very was very much small. Like
1: the explorers or like, yeah. stand by me, all those, all those crazy, you know, growing up, those kind of movies.
0: Now they do Minecraft.
1: It's insane. And they don't leave the house, right? No. Or they so I know some of my friends who have children. their kids will watch people play video games on That, to me, know, is an epidemic, on YouTube.
0: and I hate it. Yeah. The YouTube watching kids play. Not only not only does the, there's this misnomer that they make millions, which I, I don't believe. Oh, the YouTube people. Yeah, they who make millions yeah, yeah. of dollars doing yeah. this. You know, I don't think that. And the second thing is that it's also teaching the kids horrible social skills. There's this one called Elise and I can't remember the name, Is my, my daughter watches it and I turn it off every time I see it because all they do is whine. They're, they they There's little girls who think they're actresses and they whine about everything and they want everything and they just basically project their horrible behavior and they're the little dolls they play with because they always have to have new toys, they're always mean to each other, they're always like, they solve all their problems by getting new things and gifts and this is what the kids are seeing. And they watch it like, duh, it And then they'll
1: copy the behavior. Then they, they and then they also,
0: they, not only do they copy the behavior, they also ask for the same things. Like, you know, uh, hey, oh, hey, this new toy came out. Can I have it? Yeah. No. And then they mimic the behavior. Then, and then when they, they don't get it, they the go into the sir. whiny, baby, cry yeah. stuff. And I'm the bad guy because I spank my children. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm... and. That's another thing
1: too. I, my parents—they they, spanked me. My dad—I got to, my you ass know, whipped. Exactly. Like
0: neighbors stepped in because I had gotten big fast. Yeah. So my mom's spankings really weren't much of anything. I didn't really care about. It. But uh, you know, she got the right boyfriend to come over to the house. You know, it was that that was a whole different ass whipping. But yeah, um, it was just a very different era. I look back on it, and I feel like I feel like I'm 90 years old sometimes because I'm so out of touch with. I'm, I'm so frustrated way. by kids now because yeah. like their excuse for everything is well I didn't have an iPad. I'm like what? Yeah. Motherfucker, what? Yeah. You don't have an iPad? Yeah. So that's why you didn't do your schoolwork?
1: I know. That's crazy. I mean, you email... Walk audience. to the bus is apparently a death sentence?
0: It's unbelievable. It's weird, too, when Can I get an Uber... Real, this real talk, this happened. Can I get an Uber to take me to the bus station in the mornings? Really? An Uber.
1: And how far away is the stop? Or the a
0: neighborhood. So, like, if you lived in this side, you had to walk around here. And if you were... A smart kid, you'd find spots to cut through. Yeah, you go through somebody's yard. The, yeah, or something, yeah, 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 something, whatever, <laughs> yeah. to the bus stop to take house you to school. some fences, but with like an Uber to show up to drive him from the house <laughs> to the bus stop.
1: It's hey, that's real. Uh, on one hand, that's actually being quite conniving, and yeah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So he's
0: using. As I was told, <laughs> he was he he was thinking. It was like, yeah, you know, lay. No one who I don't think stupid people are lazy. Yeah, uh, it takes. It's a certain art to be lazy and get what you want. Yeah you know because I don't have to do any work but and who's paying for this Uber yeah you know so that's it's a, just it,
1: yeah it's weird I mean I it's, it's weird going out like to the supermarket or going to a restaurant and seeing an entire family on their devices or like a, a kid that's like it's, under two years old and they know how to work an iPad better than I do
0: yeah well because you it's know? the babysitter
1: yeah exactly
0: and you know? it honestly I think it deteriorates the relationships between parents and their kids like I annoyed the shit out of my mother me and my brother drove her nuts yeah But she responded to everything we did. Yeah. And she was also forced to entertain us. No matter how much she wanted to get back to her boyfriend or her date or just sleeping or or smoking a QP, whatever the fuck she wanted to do, she had to entertain the children first. Yeah. She had to make sure we ate, had something to do, and were clean. Like, before (laughs) she could enjoy herself. Exactly. Now you don't have to because the iPad's on. Yeah. And the kid will stay on that iPad and you will get on your phone to see what's going on, on your Facebook to see who liked your blog yeah, and then t- about t- world issues. Because I love everyone now is a, a brilliant writer. Yeah. It used to be cool to be a writer. Now It's like an, a- like an actor. Like uh, I, 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 I struggle sometimes when I'm like, oh, man, like being on TV, like, oh, you know, you're on so many things. I'm like, I'm not sure it's a great skill anymore. Yeah. There isn't a lore that's lost where like like I don't I, maybe it's the accessibility factor. Well, I can make my own show on YouTube. Yeah, I was I actually told that one time. You know, instead of having to fly out to the Gutfield show, you should just make a YouTube show at your house of the same thing.
1: Yeah. Because you know sponsor. they're making millions on YouTube. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, it's weird because like in the day there used to be like these award shows, these Oscars and the well, Emmys. Well, there's like so many
0: I don't even care. Yeah,
1: and it's like I feel like back in the day, oh that w- there was something that you see these people come in suits and you know oh look it's like there's like some sort of you know you're seeing like the gossip what they're doing, but now it's like with TMZ and all this stuff, it's like every day you're up in their faces. There's well, not no just privacy. that, but like
0: you used to have to be a really good actor to work on TV. Correct. Yeah. If you look at the, I like to watch the old. uh um, TV shows. I uh, like The Murder She Wrote. Of and course, Incredible. yeah. We, not because it's a lot of it's overacting, but everybody on there is somebody who could bring it.
1: Yeah, or, and they're all like <laughs> people. If you're if you're well schooled in, in 60s, 70s, 80s television, everybody there is a recognizable face on all those old. Shows. Yeah, because they had to do work all that. Yeah, yeah exactly. you had to get
0: work. Cagney and Lacey. Yeah. And you, you, you know you couldn't just be. Well, I'm an instant. I'm an internet model, and I'm pretty, and I have likes. So we're going to put you on the show. Yeah. Because I've lived, I've had to work in those situations where someone who's really not qualified to be there, but for whatever reason they're put in that situation and everybody has to carry them, it's really frustrating, so. Yeah. And there's a lot more of that now on TV than there ever has been, and it's like, what, a thousand channels? Yeah. That's also, too, another thing that,
1: um, a theory of mine where it's like now, back in the day, uh, what do we have, like five or six channels maybe? If that. If that. You know, if you count the UUVA, Uf- UVA, uh, Uf- UV-
0: yeah, Channel Thirteen, like yeah. Channel Five, those were like the ba- the regular. We'd see like the movies with a thousand commercial breaks. Yeah.
1: So you even if you didn't like something, you were forced to 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 you know you, you you knew you were up on like people, celebrities. Now with the thousand channels, it's it's also why there's so much product out there, shows and stuff. Like it to me, it cancels everything out.
0: And people don't watch like I remember we used to watch TV for like we take our showers. And we'd probably, like, 8 o'clock at night. We usually went to bed at, like, 9.30. Yeah. I think we watched like, an hour and a half of TV a day. Yeah. Maybe we got to watch, uh, like, I got home from school. We watched Transformers or Voltron. Yeah, that was on <laughs> at that time. And then you want to go outside and play. If it was raining, then you had to sit through He-Man. Yeah. that's a whole <laughs> other issue. Like, <laughs> I used to yeah. leave. I used to lose my shit because I had every He-Man action figure. Yeah. And they never fought. And I was got so upset. They and just run towards the camera that rotoscopes. Yeah, and then he did that roll. Yeah. And it was like... What the like hell? All these guys are jacked, but no one's fighting. <laughs> no one ever does anything, you know. And He Man never did anything with Tila He always sent her away. Yeah. And he always did something with Man at Arms. And I was yeah. like, why is he always? And I was an adult, I'm like, hey, you know what? There's a lot of things wrong with He Man. Yeah. Not wrong, I guess. I don't want to say wrong. It's just I think He Man was ahead of its time. Yeah, makes you think. I think I think He Man was, you know, I think if He Man could do things differently, he'd have been a little more open. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah. I think if we ran He Man now, I think you know he. When he comes on and says, I have fabulous powers given to me by the sorceress, who's basically a drag queen, yeah. uh, of yeah. a castle in Grayskull, seems yeah. pretty... And Skeletor, yeah. all that, but all But the subjects. fabulous powers just yeah. throws me off. And then when he turns a fully dressed man, by the power of Gre- I have the power, turns into a guy in a really skimpy outfit yeah. who couldn't protect anybody from anything.
1: Yeah. And you got Orko hanging out with him. Yeah, I just well, and Orko was again another <laughs> one
0: of those goddamn sidekicks. <laughs> exactly. Fucking yeah. side. Like I want a sidekick. Yeah. It was like Battlecat, Snarf. Like yeah. Yeah. Were, I feel like it was. Those are the guys who were high,
1: and oh, were stuck. Yeah, Thundercats. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what
0: did I say? Battlecats. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thundercats with Battlecat was again a cat wearing leather. Yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> there's a lot of things with I a think he it's needed subject. to be a little th- more true to himself. You think of how I th- think would be accepting. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have a problem with if him and Skeletor dated or, <laughs> you know, because, like, Beast Man, Merman... she would
1: be into it. She-Ra would be Shira,
0: it. She-Ra, but again, She-Ra was like... He never fought with her. Tila, Tila, you go there. Man in arms and I will go here. Like, it was never... Tila was always on her That's own. It's like
1: Scooby-Doo, where it's like uh, Fred would be like, "We're gonna split up, Valmo. You're coming with me." Yeah, he was a But Scooby, he was. No take, dummy.
0: Uh, but he was no, there he, was no one ever questioned Fred. Take, no, I'm sorry, Daphne. Yeah, Daphne, Daphne was going with Fred. Velma, you guys, yeah, yeah. and then
1: they they knock her over. She'd lose her glasses and meet the creeper or something. Right. But
0: it was it was okay. I'm just saying, like yeah. I think would be more acceptable of of He-Man if he was just just come out, bro. Just, yeah. it's cool. Like, yeah. no, I, I think it's fine. Yeah, but just they didn't do it. But the times were very different then. We enjoyed. Like we it was like a bad, i won 't say we were lat- what do we call it we were latchkey kids,
1: yes, yeah, yeah,
0: that term's gone, yeah, now it 's abandoned child syndrome, like it's- cr- uh, and but for me, and it ended up where I ended up in my career, t v was so influential to me because it was kind of apparent, but it was in doses, yeah, people watch t v just to watch t v yeah they don 't even know what the fuck they 're watching anymore
1: yeah it's it's weird because it 's all. You know, w- with the inundation of the reality show, which is then the and you worst get rid of the soap operas, it's like you—you in you, that around like the mid two thousands when like all the like flat screens become affordable, that's when you kind of lose the the like the movies or the allure of going to the theater.
0: Yeah, it's all gone, which like, I won't know. let go. Yeah. I, I go to the movies at least once a week.
1: I try to, but the problem is I'm too confrontational. I'm only confrontational in a movie theater because I can't deal with... I'm paying 20 bucks to go there. I got, got people on their phones. People are talking. Yeah, I always oh, have the I'm worst. very vocal to
0: the movie theater. I have but the worst... I look counter. at it as my escape, and I usually go yeah. during the day when no one's there.
1: That's the, that's the best part. Go with the scene. And I enjoy and the show. Yeah.
0: I enjoy the movie, and... Uh, but that's become one of my hobbies. Holding on to it. Like, like, yeah. I, like, I lift... I, I power lift and I watch movies and most of my friends who are still in that same bubble we refuse to let go of that I call it the latchkey kid we refuse to let go of that who we are yeah movies were a big deal of course yeah we, but we had some great Star Wars Indiana Jones like you when a movie came out you went and you saw the movie You're like super. it didn't matter you went and saw it and it was like oh man it's a great movie like I can remember like uh my biggest thing ever was I remember the one – and my mother would watch movies, but my mother was horrible. She wouldn't finish the movie. Drove me nuts. Yeah. Or she would get bored and yeah. get up. I'm like well, It was the best part, right? Except there was one time where we were on board was when The Color Purple and Out of Africa, and she made me watch The Color Purple, and my mother's white, and so she would struggle sometimes with trying to find things to like – because she had such a bad experience with uh, – my African-American father that like she just didn't really like she knew she had to acknowledge the fact that you know because we couldn't be uh, Italians forever she had to eventually come clean <laughs> yeah um, so she would like struggle really hard to find things to promote Th- to, to, to talk about our African-American were, yeah. history and stuff like that and and to be honest in movies there wasn't a lot of positive they were either gangster killers or you know King Kong so yeah. Color Purple she w- and again for men it wasn't a great you know uh, how about Michael Jackson? Mister wasn't was very in the, uh, you know, the early... I didn't like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I was anti-Michael Jackson. I wasn't big on music. No. No, I really was I think uh, probably the... Uh, Eye of the Tiger was probably my favorite song because it was like fighting, and I love Clubber Lane. Yeah. But um, The Color Purple came on, and we watched it together, and when the Academy Awards came out, I just remember my mother... My mother has two things she'd do when she stub her toe. Stub her toe, or someone would cut her off in traffic. And th- she had this catchphrase that happened and she said it at the Oscars it was are you motherfucker that's all she would she would just stub her toe and be like you motherfucker and it sounded horrible yeah this little blonde white lady saying are you motherfucker and it happened when she stubbed her toe or someone cut her off in traffic and she yelled it out and I just remember going because I wasn't watching the Academy Awards or anything and she was like they picked the out of Africa over the color purple and she, I was like I, I never saw it and she's like well we rented the movie and I was, it was the worst movie I ever saw in my life. It's like woman Africa. comes to Out of Africa, yeah. starts a farm, loses a farm, and leaves. Like, yeah. it's literally the worst movie ever, other than the fact there's like Robert Redford and Meryl Streep. Yeah. But, like, that was Best Picture, whereas no one quotes Out of Africa. Yeah. No one walks around going, you and I will never part from Out of Africa. Like, there's... I. The Color Purple was is, is a classic, and I, I still think they need to go back and, like, give them some kind of award. But it, like... It's like <laughs> Annie Hall winning over uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I was like, you come know? on, man. Yeah. But that's... That's another thing Hollywood screwed up with. Like, when are they going to accept the fact that the best movies are the Marvel movies? Yeah. Start giving those guys. Give Downey and those guys. Start giving them the awards. Like, uh, You want to have the, the oh, it's just, you know, I played the <laughs> seamstress guy or whatever. Those movies don't sell. That's not what people are about it's anymore. It's hard because
1: it's such an, a close-knit in like, uh, community there where they try to... Remember when they a couple years ago they made, like, they were suddenly nominating, like, ten movies? Yeah. And they had so many they didn't know what to do with because they're trying to, like, be inclusive. But it's like... It's it's a back and forth there because now it's like, and it's like just I have two schools of thought on it where it's like good movies, for the most part, really can't be seen because these bigger Marvel <laughs> movies like the studios are only interested in these temple franchise yeah. movies. But then the other side of it, it's like you know you're right, no one's going to see these little art house movies except the people in the community that are saying this is the be- the artist or whatever you know the best movies. Right, ever. But you
0: have to at some point when you see that a hundred million people are are being affected by. This performance, I don't think anybody could play Iron Man. Yeah, I mean Robert Downey Jr. has redefined himself and the role. There's some, I mean, there's some good stuff in these movies, and to be acknowledged, I just don't understand how a Best Picture is not each year. Like you want to give the the work to the best actor. I have no argument there. Yeah, but when you're not including the the stuff, and this is what draws a divide with Hollywood and and in America, just because they're like the people are like, why, what movie? Yeah. Like I, twelve years a slave, the first version was better. Yeah, and I'll I'll say it till i was blue in the face. And the first version was was better. The classic movie was better. But and, and it, it's like it's become a message. Just because you make a movie about a certain subject doesn't make it a great movie. Yeah, and you don't have to give it an award. And yeah. I'm, and, and it, yes, there needs to be more roles for minorities. I agree. I'm one of them. Trust me. Yeah, I love some more opportunities. But I don't think I should get an opportunity just because I'm a minority.
1: It's weird because a couple of years ago, I felt I found it very self-serving where almost, you know, they were like, we need to make more of these kind of movies. Then the next year, that's everything that that was made. Yeah. It's almost like... And nobody cared. Nobody watched it. You know, but it's almost kind of like, well, you're only doing it now because we're calling... Why haven't you been doing it for you yeah, know, however and, and long? And
0: it's, it's whenever something's just not natural. And w- we have to break some stereotypes and stuff. You can be a great character and I, I mean Denzel Washington is a walking living example of that. Yeah. He is not a black actor. Yeah. He is not defined as that. He's a great actor and he can play the lead in any movie in any situation because he's such a great
1: actor. He's transcendent and he's just Yeah, and yeah.
0: he's a, he's a great actor. The Equalizer, it's not a it's not a black movie. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I'm going to see Equalizer too. Yeah. Um he's just such a great There's and that's a classic TV series. Yeah. Was an older white guy. Yeah,
1: what's his face? Uh, oh, the guy, the British guy who's in Wicker Man. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. For Wicker Christ Man. Says. Horrible. Yeah. The, oh, the, the I, uh,
0: one with Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I didn't even see that Oh, one. spoiler. Yeah. I know you haven't seen it yet, and no. I know you'll get this. One of the things I saw Teen Titans, yeah. and one of the things that made me laugh my ass off, like uncontrollably as an adult laughing <laughs> with children and, and like going, what the hell? And my son even was like, "What? why are you laughing? Nicolas Cage plays Superman. <laughs> Well, that's funny. Teen Titan. Yeah, and that's a throwback. I didn't catch it at that, first. Yeah. And then when he started talking, I was like, that sounds a lot like,
1: oh, it's, he finally got it. Like, Yeah, because uh, they,
0: they were going to do a movie in the
1: 90s and they can't. He they was Superman Return.
0: Him. He was supposed to be.
1: Oh, what's his face? character from um, he, with Kevin Spacey as uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah, there.
0: he was supposed to be Superman.
1: And they even had pre-production of him in a suit and all that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he got paid for it. And was even, I think, was, was Tim Burton on there maybe? Yeah. He, he might have been.
0: He was—he got like a million something up front for the role. There's—it's so there's a whole there could be
1: probably a whole book made on people who gotten a paycheck, gotten paid like uh, what's his say Kevin Smith doing like I think a Spider-Man right? Yeah, or, you know, or Jim Cameron almost about to direct a Spider-Man movie and then these movies don't get made and these people still get paychecks, you know. But yeah, that's I funny. Would. So he finally got his due. He, he was Superman. You know? He's had some problems with. Um, I don't know, financially or whatever. He's making all kinds of. He did like Bad Lieutenant 2. He yeah, did he's this new USS uh, oh, he's Indianapolis it. movie. He's you know starting I mean? over, yeah, ground up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's some of these things, and I don't know if that's his fault, a bad career or whatever. Or he's just fizzled out.
0: Like he, It happens.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it, I guess there is a w- really weird window. It, it's, it's, but uh, he's back
0: because I popped. Yeah, you, you know, I, like like, I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed that he played that. I texted my friends. I was telling uh, you before I was this Yeah, like, Yo, happened. Superman's back. Nick, He's finally Superman. He did it. You know, Superman does have a big role in the in the the movie. Yeah, but they just had to make and whoever made them, the people who made the movie, good for you guys having a sense of humor. Yeah, it's for kids, but it's really for us. Yeah, because all the jokes, there's no way the kids are getting it. Yeah, you know, and there's that's some of
1: the best kind of things when you have those kind of shows. Well, that's that are what like, make like them up in the You know, yeah.
0: That's you what know? makes parents watch the show with the kids. Yeah. something for the parents you to get, get. a little of both. Kids like, why are you laughing? Oh, you'll understand when you're older, son. Yeah. Oh, no, I just Googled it. I understand perfectly why you're laughing. You're like, wow, that's weird. <laughs> you know, because you know? that's yeah. what I'd my son did.
1: It's weird because all the... It I know they have children have such different childhoods now like Saturday morning cartoons all that shit's gone it's gone you know, Saturday USA, morning wrestling's gone yeah, that, see that too You know, or like at noon they'd start playing like the kung fu movies on U, you know, USA well, or they,
0: you, because America had a, America had a calendar yeah. you got up you had breakfast you watched TV for a few hours and you started your tour in your day yeah. so a daytime movie would just be old reruns or some news or stuff or, yeah. or like commercial. a soap for the yeah,
1: for mother that's at home or the yeah, woman or, doing whatever yeah.
0: Soaps, yeah, because it was all my children in my house. Like, yeah. all my children was a plague. If it came on, I was running out the door. <laughs> yeah. I am not watching Erica and Adam and Tad. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, not a chance. In it. Like, I just as soon as her soap came on, I was gone, Jack. Yeah. Like, that was the worst part of being home sick. You'd be stuck watching the stuff. Yeah, especially with the nurse who doesn't play that. So I had to literally be like ammonia on my deathbed to stay home from school. Yeah,
1: that's how my and, mom was. Yeah, she and stopped, she let me do it the first time. And then when she realized, caught on, that I might be playing, sick, you know, to so get <laughs> yeah. stay home, she's like, no, 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 no. You, you know,
0: you. Morning. It was morning news. Then there'd be a talk show. Was like, oh, kill me. Yeah. And then. Little Dove. Then, was Donahue. And then <laughs> Soaps would come on. Donahue was on at three. Yeah. But literally, there was like, there was no reprieve for laying on the couch watching terrible, what I thought was terrible TV, but it yeah. was adult TV. It was so
1: engaging. Yeah. You Did know,
0: that. And then People's Court would come on, and that's when I would literally think about. Wapner. Jumping out a window. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it's funny that, you know, it's this collective childhood we all had that even though we didn't know each other. All, yeah. the, all of us have had these same kind of memories. Oh, and, and well yeah. So I mean, like,
0: uh, you know, all, all our kids had get-rich-quick schemes. We all bought baseball cards and comic books were going to Comic books were huge. Were uh, the pay. amount of
1: money my parents spent on <laughs> buying me, I, I, my, my guy when I was little was Punisher. And the amount of money they dropped on like you know the miniseries Punisher One, 25 dollars here it's crossover 50 oh, bucks here my, you know? my
0: kids with Avengers the like, twenty bucks an action figure it's nuts that's insane and now. my suitcase is full of them yeah like but uh I just I, my buddy uh, his name's Rob McIntyre he's the trainer at Hard Knock, Salt in, Hard Knock South in Hard South in Florida it's a uh, senior's gym where I, I trained there in WWE I still train there now yeah and um, he had a treasure chest. That his dad found in the attic, and it was all his comic books, and his baseball cards and collectibles and stuff. And I was like, "Man, there's that shit's worth so much money, bro! Congratulations!" And he was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." Oh, then until he went the built? internet, the internet ruined all that stuff. And none of it none because of it if ruined. you think about when, uh, did you collect baseball cards by any chance? Or I did, when I was really young. For like a little I, collect, while. I was big in the tops and collecting cards yeah. and stuff for a little while. Because they were so and the valuable, and you and look stuff, at the yeah. you look at the almanac or how much the card's worth. Yeah. It's like the price guide. And that's every kid in every city in the United States of America thinking they had these rare cards. Yeah. And we didn't. Yeah. Because there's so many of them. There's it's so like the many comic, of them. the boom of the comics,
1: where it's like people, every five issue front cover issues and all this kind of thing, that this cover, this cover, and you know, it's like
0: and what's funny is in as we opened this chest, his dad left a note for him. I like could stick them in there. He had gave him. Uh, it was an unused uh, Olympic ticket. And he was like, you can add this to your collection of stuff that's going to be worth so much money, in quotes, later on. Like, his dad was literally telling him that this isn't going to be worth shit. Yeah. But, and he had a stack of Godzilla uh, comic books. And I was like, yo, I'll take them. That's mine. And you know what? And he was like, oh, I don't want them. You don't even pay for anything? I mean, you can if, if you want, you can ask for them back. These are going to be worth a lot of money someday. Yeah. And he was like... You just won't let it go. No, I will not. I will not. <laughs> yeah. I'll wait it out. Yeah. Like, I will wait it out. Like, I refuse to believe that my first edition Venom comic book is only worth 86 cents. Yeah. No. That's no. Lying. It's the,
1: Yeah. It's going to one it's day. G- it's it's going to rebound. Yeah. It's like Bitcoin, man. Just yeah. wait. Yeah. Wait it out. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's his face? Um, Mark Hamill and that Amazing Stories where it's yeah, like he yeah. had it in his car and all of a sudden with the beard and he's like, you know, he's going to have it.
0: I, I like, And it's funny because kids, we just don't. We didn't. Now the internet, you just look and be like, oh yeah, everyone has it. So it's it's not a big pr- deal.
1: The internet and all that is probably another world. It's probably gonna. Be oh, another, absolutely, you know, it's, be the it's
0: the end of the. It's the well, it's a change. Yeah. And we're dinosaurs, and I don't know that our generation will be able to adjust because we're still kind of like, I still r- am reluctant about the internet. Yeah. I, I still I try did. to find things out on my own. Yeah. Even directions and shit, and yeah. eventually, if I have to Google it. It's like oh fuck, I gotta Google it. Yeah, maybe you, go to the library. You yeah. Go look
1: at the car catalog and go. You know, you, you go to the, the library. Like,
0: oh, I'm gonna go to a movie. Uh, you want me to book it online? No, I don't. Yeah. I'll go to the movie and I'll go with whatever one's playing at the time.
1: Yeah. That used to be a thing, going to the movies. I mean, to me, it's like I you yeah, had to open
0: the paper, yeah, oh, go, go see what's playing, you know,
1: and all that kind of a thing, and you're hoping it's playing near you. <laughs> it's, it's,
0: it's, I'll no. buy on Fandango. I'll buy online right now. Yeah, uh, I'll be like, no, I'm just gonna pay when I get there. Well, you're not gonna be able to pick your seat. You didn't get to pick your seat. I know. You took the seat that was there. Like that yeah. was the. That's why you got there early. That was the. Allure. So you get a good
1: seat. I mean, even now, it's like I remember going and seeing movies opening night and how amazing that was, and I would never go now to opening night. <laughs>
0: the last opening. Okay, I did two two. And you'll respect this because you're you're a movie guy. So when Star Wars came back, yeah, of course, um, the Force Awakens, the one, uh, or the
1: the Attack of the Clones from '99. I think it was Attack of the Clones, the first one, the Lucas prequel,
0: the third one.
1: So that was let's see, the the no the how was that
0: one the Sith revenge of the sith yeah revenge of the sith okay. that's the one with the yeah with the vader yeah no no yeah, yeah yeah, well the line for that was around the block yeah we got our tickets early but old school my buddy had picked them up earlier in the day yeah the line was immense in california yeah. and everybody was dressed in costumes and stuff and my buddy is a smaller guy and he was like fuck man i was like what are you talking about he's like i'm not waiting in this line i'm like "We'll just cut in the front no one will say anything and he's like why I said because these are Star Wars geeks They're not gonna say shit to me And we walked up And i I'm, But at this time I'm by no means a celebrity at all I'm not It's not like they're like Oh hey Tyrus Yeah I was just a big fucking dude At the gym Who was like nope We're not waiting in line And I literally We started a conversation We chat and cut In front of the line It works Chat And no one said I mean the guy behind me Was dressed He was dressed like Obi-Wan And I'm like first of all That's who you picked <laughs> For real you well, not, we, you're not getting yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sorry bro and we just and I remember my buddy was so nervous and uh, we had another friend with us who like uh, who lied about his ethnicity you know, our entire friendship we thought he was Native American he had the long hair yeah. and we thought he was Native it turned out he was Filipino but, he, but like he ran the whole Native American deal and we believed him right like, into the ground we thought he was like this legit like last of the Mohican dudes well, like, how did it come out uh, he he did his ex girlfriend or something ran into us and was like, no, "What are you talking just- about?" His real name's Fon Un, and his family. <laughs> so I was like, "No, he's no, no. His name's Lightfoot, James Lightfoot." Little shit. Like, he just said that because people liked him better. I'm like, "Oh well," I and then I was like, "I don't have anything against Filipino people. That's bullshit." Like, I would have been fine with it. Yeah. Like he, everyone liked because of his hair and stuff. Everyone thought that he was native american and he just ran with it i guess people
1: did you would lie a little bit for people to you know to impress people
0: yeah but that's i am mean, not saying i'm not saying i mean <laughs> i'm saying that i'm fucking sicilian or something <laughs> like that you know like or I'm middle eastern or something just to get some points yeah. I, was, but regardless we got into the movie and uh no one said anything and uh the other time was like my i'm not a big superman fan although i think he gets a bad rep i think his movies are not terrible but I think they just do too much in his movies yeah like less is more with him but whatever Superman Returns was at the Chinese theater in, in California and my best friend is a Superman junkie yeah and this was probably the greatest I don't even think I ever want to go to another premiere again because they did it right the movie was okay Superman Return was alright
1: yeah I, I dug Parker Posey you know, lot, you know yeah at his moments
0: Spacey was good I know you can't say that out loud but he was I thought he was pretty good Lux Lex Luthor better than the one they picked for the latest one but yeah. anyway there's a whole other story we get there we sit in China. if you've ever been to a Chinese theater in California it's very old school the red seats and all that stuff we're in there the place is packed the director's there some of the actors and stuff are there we're sitting we got good seats dead center we got good seats and all of a sudden the fans come on these fans come on in the back it's blowing everyone's hair and newspapers blow and everyone gets hit with newspapers and the newspaper's like Daily Planet Superman Returns I'm like my buddy's crying.
1: Oh, because they, they did it all on
0: purpose. They did it. It was fucking great. Yeah. Like, they had newspapers blow all over and over in the theater, and when you pick it up, it was like Superman Returns. It was, f-
1: it was great. A tear comes down his eye. Yeah, he
0: literally, a tear came down his eye. Like, he was that, he was that stoked. I'm not, su- if it was Incredible Hulk, I, I probably would have popped for it. Like, gamma radiation or whatever. But, um, it didn't, uh, it didn't go down. But then the, the movie, you were so hyped for the movie after that, it could not fail. Of course. Like it was genius.
1: That is that is a good way to... Yeah, if you get someone... The movie could be terrible, but if you have the...
0: You know the hearts And of he's, place, like, holding on to the papers, like, this is going to be worth so much money, you yeah. know? I lost mine, but I guarantee you he has his tucked away somewhere and he's waiting to save it because it's going to be worth so much money. Even oh, I'm a,
1: I'm the same way. I'm a hoarder with stuff, where I'll get yeah, stuff, you horrible. know... You I have know. a
0: storage facility full of action figures, and yeah. it's going to be worth money someday.
1: That's the probably my wife. My wife tells me, like, you need to stop buying, you know... <laughs> yeah, I hear that speech for, all the you know, time. Please. Books, uh, you know, uh... Toys like my, my, my holy grail is to get. I had my friends know this story where I had, I always wanted the USS flag, the Uh-oh. aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah, and my dad was like, You crazy! The GI Joe
0: one, yeah, yeah, it was, I was like, on my looks f- too. couldn't get it, yeah, there was yeah. no room for it. That's yeah. like
1: a six foot long, it's from here to the door, you yeah. nuts. So when I got to high school, I traded away half my Spider Man's, I got a kid's, you know, aircraft, I had yeah. it for about. I don't know, six months. I, I had that thing you set up. You put the
0: jets on there, and the jets were big, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was great.
1: You can't have it float, but my, my idea was I was going to try to make a bottom, put it in the yeah. water, and play with it in the pool. I don't care how old I was, I was yeah. going to do it. So I had that thing, and then uh, I went to college uh, orientation weekend or whatever. When I'm there, we had a sewage leak in the basement and my parents threw everything away uh, in the base. I had, my had a similar death. So I lost all my GI Joes, I lost the flag, everything, and they didn't tell me until I came home. They ripped the carpeting out, they had about you know a yeah, th- That's two. not something they
0: call you for. Yeah, exactly.
1: Gonna, you know, I would have I came home with well, a toothbrush. Was, was, was Storm you know, Shadow
0: the rarest figure to find? Because I could never find them. I remember one time I found them at a Kmart. Yeah. And I had to beg and plead with my mom to get it for me because I wanted Storm Shadow so bad. Yeah. Firefly and Storm Shadow were my two favorites. Oh,
1: they were the, you know, have you watched the new G.I. Joe? Well, not new now, I guess, but The Renegades, the one the, or, Oh, I haven't or, checked it out yet. Or, yeah. no, um, Resolute. From maybe five or six years ago, I thought that. I have to check really it cool. out. Yeah, because yeah. I, I
0: still watch the old ones when they're on.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing. You, even the movie, you know, G.I. Joe the movie. The, the, the I'm talking about the cartoon one or Transformers
0: movies. Yeah, the ones where, where Cobra Commander turns into the snake.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobra Lock kind of that yeah, thing. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was,
0: those were those were fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I was all caught up in that. My brother was uh, he was big into Cobra, yeah. but I like uh, I remember the biggest problem was with the his tank. The tank part would come off all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can clip it in the treads, and yeah, yeah, and, all of a sudden and it, it w- almost like you can. But then fly you lose it. the treads, and yeah. you stuck with that, yeah. you know. Or remember, yeah. though, you can mail order stuff. You can get like exclusives, like uh, Cobra oh, Commander with the with the William mat. Perry, yeah, or Sergeant
0: Slaughter, or the
1: make your own, um, be your own guy. You know, you yep. could design your own figure. I got
0: Sergeant Slaughter and William Perry through the mail. Wow, those are the two I sent away from. And General Akbar, as a child, yeah, I sent away for General. I got all the proof of purchases and yeah. did that. But then uh, William Perry and Sergeant Slaughter were. I was very proud of those guys. Couldn't tell you where those action figures are now. And then I learned how, once the small screwdriver came around, I learned how to create my own yeah. G.I. Joe men. Yeah. Because they were all held together by that little rubber band. Which yeah. is also the same rubber band that people use to make little little hairdos on the store. So you literally could recreate. Yeah. When you so break that. Parts yeah. Became they
1: yeah. should have sold those. I mean, the b- but they probably didn't want you to because they wanted you to buy a new... You know, <laughs> no, but new I was
0: literally man. making...
1: Yeah, you take take his legs and you put yeah. his face oh, I was and all making that. new guys all the yeah. time.
0: Like, I became very much of a, an evil scientist with G.I. Joe. But Unlike
1: that, that with f- on Facebook now, I, I've, I follow the, these Facebook groups where the G. people of you know, G.I. Joe's or Stalinists, custom Cops.
0: Customized, yeah. as my son would say. Yeah. Customized. It's amazing. Customize. yeah.
1: How did you, uh, while well we're still here, how did you get into wrestling and all that? How did you, I mean, that's a... Uh, uh, oh, Jesus. Um... I guess that might be too long of a story to get no, into. No, uh,
0: actually, I was a wrestling fan my entire life. Uh, and uh, I was I was working. Uh, WrestleMania 20, I believe, was coming to L.A. And I was running. the I was the head. Boi- I was me and about two of my buddies. We ran. A, we're the head bodyguards and, and security at um, this giant uh, restaurant called Saddle Ranch. It's a meat chop shop in California, two locations. And the one we ran was Universal. It had about 1,300 people a night out there dancing on tables and stuff it was wow. like yeah it was a, it was a big deal and uh tommy dreamer and uh, some new wrestlers he had brought there for dinner and i once i saw tommy dreamer i was a huge fan and i was like he's not waiting and the line would be around the corner did you know snoop at this point snoop dog uh i was working nights for him at the time you because you bodyguarded for yeah snoop for a while. i just worked on the night shift yeah. and i was just like i was teaching during the day like you know just jack of all trades master of none and what were you teaching uh history wow yeah i was okay. a, a substitute teacher. And um, he comes in, and I was like a big fan, man. I said, listen, you have to wait in line. How many people do you have with you? And he's like, well, you're a big guy. I said, yeah, I I know. I get that all the time. Um, And I put him on a table on a stage where they got a chance to see all the – they got the the treatment and uh, gave him like a bottle of – you don't really give champagne at Ranch, but I gave him a round of drinks. Gave him a round of drinks and dessert on the house from the restaurant or whatever. I was allowed to do that. So – a fight had broken out over a woman between these two really short chubby guys and there wasn't much to them and uh, we didn't wear headsets because we were so t- all, my, all my coworkers that we, it was this elite group they had regular security guys but there was us there was six of us and the shortest guy was a, a guy named Bo who was like 6'5". So we had a he 7 foot guy he was the shortest guy and uh we would all be able to look at each other across the crowd and see whatever we, you know, that's how we saw yeah, yeah. trouble. Yeah. Well, I saw these, the mob in the middle and I just raised my hand I got it. And I walked over there and there was two little guys and I had to bend over to talk to them. And the girl had left. She was like, fuck these guys. And two of them were like, yo, hey fellas, 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 stop. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to kick you out. You go that way, you go that way. I'm in a good mood tonight. And um, stood up and as I went to like, make sure one walked the other one, the other one punched me in the stomach. Don't disrespect me. So it's like, <laughs> and I just remember leaning down to him, like, did you just hit me? <coughs> and uh, he was like,
1: I, I don't know, did I just hit <laughs> you? <laughs> like, he <it> realized, what, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> what? That was his answer. I was like, "I, uh, you, he uh, answered a question with a question. Okay, look, man, <laughs> just have a good night. And as I started to turn, the other little guy goes, We should have kicked his ass. And the people's like, Oh, I just stopped and I was like, Man, I tried to be cool, man. You guys just couldn't let alone. So I grabbed them by the both of their collars, and they started to struggle. And I just clunked their heads together, and <laughs> they both ate shit on the ground. Granted, these are small <laughs> guys, man. This is, not, uh, this is not a Hercules fight. This is about was one-sided, and I'm probably wrong for banging their little heads together. And I picked them both up by their uh, belts and carried them out like a suitcase with Tommy Dreamer sitting on the stage going, Holy shit That was the most Incredible thing Because I made jokes And I was like Excuse me And dumped him out On the thing He's like You need to do that On TV I'm like Yeah right I said You got a better chance Working for me here Than I do working for you He's like I'm the head of Talent relations I'm like Oh I'm the head Of talent relations Here too And then I, Tommy actually Finished the night Working security for me
1: <laughs> Seriously
0: had, I was going to Kill this guy And he jumped In Tommy's arms And Tommy Dreamer Carried him to his car Like Tommy had Worked clubs before And uh, I was really Just really impressed With him And he was really Down to earth and cool and cool, I exchanged phone numbers and he was like, "Hey man, you get a chance, send me a picture. I want to send it to some guys at the office or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, right. You know, I've been a fan my whole life, or whatever." Yeah. Uh, he gave me a chance. He's like, hey, "You want to go to WrestleMania? Or would you like to go to the Hall of Fame and Mr. Wonderful and Hogan and Bob Orton and we're all going in the Iron Sheik?" And I was like, "You know what? I would prefer to go to the Hall of Fame. I can watch the WrestleMania at home. Yeah. And enjoy it myself." And um,
1: where's the Hall of Fame?
0: <laughs> the Hall of Fame was the. It was like a ceremony. Oh, okay. okay for the guys yeah, coming in. Gotcha. They they do it the night before WrestleMania. It's like a thing and uh, like two months later he called me out of the blue and he was like hey man uh, some people like your look would like to bring you down for a tryout and I was like get the fuck out of here and uh, he was, I was like for real and I was on my way to work I was like do I need to quit my job right now he's like no no you got some time you got some time <laughs> and uh, I flew down and had a tryout with Bill DeMont and John Nitus and him and uh, I didn't know I mean I watched wrestling in my whole life but the you know uh, my football background and stuff I'd been on a ball for about two years so um, I always had the football mentality where I'm not going to be uh, outworked and drills and stuff like that and it, i didn't do the front flips and stuff particularly well um but my work ethic was what bill demont was impressed with he's like and i'm a big guy and i was a bigger guy who hadn't played sports in two years so i was he- a lot heavier i was like probably 450 pounds at the time and but i finished every drill <laughs> didn't matter and we had one drill that was pretty tough where you run the ropes for like i think it was like five minutes or something like that you know and they're just waiting for you to tap out. Usually the guys tap out. Is there a bunch of people?
1: Or just yeah, the whole class is there and yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, nah, you know,
0: I won't quit. Fuck you. And there was guys that did quit. And it was whatever. And Bill was just like, something about this guy. Uh Leonard and I said, lose 50 pounds and uh, we'll give you a job. So I was like, bet. And they lost like s- uh, 95 pounds or whatever. Trained my ass off and basically did a montage with my best friend in Venice Beach and became uh, 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 pretty much a, like, hey, there's that guy. At Venice Beach, like all the trainers and stuff that are still there, like when I go to Venice Beach, it's like a homecoming. Yeah, um, to the Golds down there, they always treat me nice, and um, it just kind of skyrocketed from there. And then I was with WWE for like two years and was kind of doing well. And then kind of the politics—I wasn't really prepared for some of the sleazy politics of some of the other, the other guys or whatever. But it was the end of an era. Yeah, the new era was getting ready to start, and uh, those guys were. The last guys holding on, they were kind of like did like shitty tricks and stuff like that. So I got frustrated easy, and I didn't get along with the regime change when it happened. We had to move to Florida, and they didn't really care for me. I didn't really care for them. So I ended up uh, ended up letting me go, and um, I went back. So when I got went back to work for Snoop, and that's when Snoop and I hit it off, and it being coaching his football team, and just kind of turned into um, traveling with him everywhere, and just he ended up. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, I put wrestling behind me. Honestly, I was yeah. like, I, I tried to do the best I could. I didn't make TV. It's all right, you know. It's all right. And uh, he, we were in Europe. We had a big European tour, and we're coming back, and they wanted him to do RAW. And I said, "Good, switch me out." And he was like, "I, I can't switch you out. Like we have to fly another guy in." He's like, "You just get through it." But and it was only two of us, and he's like, "You can get, you can get through it." And I'm like, "They fired me, man. I don't want to be around them. Do you want to go someplace you've been fired from? You want to yeah. go back to Death Row for a little while? I don't <laughs> think you do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was like, "You with your jokes and." <laughs> I walked him up And I remember uh, The first guy I saw Was Cody Rhodes And I was basically like Fuck that guy And Cody never did anything Wrong to me in my life But he was one of them You know And I just didn't want Anything to do with anybody Yeah And uh, so I just did The bodyguard thing Like whatever And he was like Okay And um, John Laurinaitis And Cena came out To greet us And uh, shook their hands And John uh, Within seven minutes Of me being there, was like Listen we made a mistake I know you're Doing your thing right now But I'd like to talk And I'd like to bring you back If you're interested And I was like Kind of have a couple weeks to think about it. And I had a good talk with Snoop. And then, um, he's like, listen, you can bodyguard whatever. He goes, but you can't always do that. So you should, if they do it. And that's when, uh, when I went back, I changed my name to Brodus Clay because Snoop's last name was Brotus. Yeah. Calvin. So, uh, that was just out of respect for him. And then it just kind of grew. Me and Dusty Rhodes became inseparable. Dr. Tom Pritchard. There was so many, um, Mr. Mike Rotundo. There was even Dean Malenko, who had no use for me as a human being at first. And then eventually, um, to be able to go to him for advice and stuff in the ring to, you know, to earn that respect from some such a great, uh, not just coach, but, um, performer was really cool. And then just kind of how it took off from there. And then all things happen to get really popular and you have to make decisions. And I want to keep doing the acting thing. And I wanted more. And th- I think the WWE at the time felt I had an envelope and I wanted more than that envelope. I guess yeah. you could say, like, that my ceiling was this and I didn't agree with them. Yeah. So, um, which happens but you know and if you get cut loose from a place that you probably could have worked for in your life because WWE is a great place to be um, and then I was able to show up you know movies in here and kind of redefine myself and change a name and all that good stuff so I think I'll always have a soft spot for the WWE because they're, they're the ones who really helped me like believe that I was more than just a bodyguard you know yeah. what I'm saying so I'm always grateful for them for that but um, and they got me started in this crazy roller coaster. So
1: it's incredible that I don't know if people. I think people who are really fans of it, but people don't realize how much you know. Uh, you know, people just think, "Oh, you get in the ring and that's it." Where it's no, like, no, a- it's like you're actually. Like, you're an
0: l- a- You have a lot to do. You're an actor. You're you're a performer You're a stunt man. You're an actor. Um, you you represent a lot of different things, and to do what you do, at the highest level. You can't have mistakes and when you make mistakes, no one can know you made a mistake but you and the guys in the back. Yeah. Um, you have to protect the guy you're with because you're similar it's simulated combat. Don't get it twisted. It's you're kicking each other's ass. You're just yeah. trying to do it in a little safer way. And um every time you're in front of that camera, there's no cut, take two, you know. Like it's you're live, pal. The quote the great Jim Ross, yeah. and you know, you sink or swim.
1: Did yeah. you did you find it that it was kind of um Took you. Uh, you had a football bracket round, but did you? Did you find like a, uh, getting used to? All of a sudden, you're there, and all these thousands um, of people, and then all of a sudden you.
0: The you know what it was was I think that football is different because it's a team sport. You're all wearing helmets, and the fans are they yelling, and screaming, and shit, but they're usually talking about the quarterback or the receivers, not the line. Yeah, but uh, wrestling, it's you, and they're watching everything you do, and it can be unsettling, uh, and. I always pride myself on being a smartass and a guy who's quick on his feet and stuff like that. I had to develop that. And that's where guys like Dr. Tom Pritchard and and Dusty Rhodes were so good at just, like, bringing out that, like, my my say-it-in-your-face kind of, like, relaxed, like, I own, own the room kind of a thing. Yeah. Where a lot of guys just try to be in the room and do their thing and get out. Own the room, own the crowd. Pick somebody like one of the things. I no matter when I wrestle, I always picked one person on the crowd to fuck with, like whether good or bad. Like that was my guy. Like yeah. if I was getting beat up in the ring, I'd look to that guy while I was trying to, or if I was a heel, every time I did something, I'd turn and look at like that's that was for you. He <laughs> was a kid, yeah, but yeah. you know. Yeah, and the kids like, <laughs> yeah. You yeah, yeah, the kids you would get kid. so upset. Yeah, yeah. You know? and um, it, it it but it carries over. My wrestling promo stuff is all. The skill set as when I'm on when I'm on the, the Gutfield show. Yeah, I'm literally waiting for the mic to hit so I can cut my promo. Yeah, and a lot of times I, I Greg throws me. He, I've been characterized the anchor on the show, so like he'll throw me to tighten it up. So here's the ball, here we go, you know, and he'll throw he'll throw loops at me, and it's up to me to like kill it or yeah. not kill it, you know. And um, I love that role, but that wouldn't I wouldn't don't think I'd be able to handle it as well as I do because that's the way the WWE also. Was yeah. when they threw you the ball, you either catch it and make a touchdown or you're fucking out. Like, and more often than not, or the awesome thing is when unexpected things happened in the ring, that was like the most fun it was to be in the ring. Uh, um, the shield was the and, and Roman Reigns is is probably uh, the biggest star in the WWE, probably in the last 10 years. I'd say Roman Reigns is probably kind of took the flag. Um, him and I, he was part of the Shield, and I was part of tons of funk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we were working a match together on Monday Night Raw, which is live. And yeah, yeah, of course. Roman's so. a big, strong guy, and I'm a big, big strong guy. And no finesse anything, you know what I'm saying? And, like, the one thing I will say about Roman is, is he has the softest, most luxurious hair ever. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just ridiculous. It's, it's wet, but it's dry. It's just... <laughs> His hair is, like, next level. It's like, what? Th- and I would ask him, like, what the hell? Like, what is in your hair? You know, and uh, I worked with Roman in developmental all the way up, you know, so I got a chance to, like, watch this guy grow into a uh, star that he is. But um, when you're building – see, a lot of people don't realize how much teamwork is involved in wrestling. When you're building a star, you guys got to build it. You got to be in the ring with guys that are going to make you look good Yeah. and make the fans want to pay to come see you because if they're paying to come see you, that means they're paying to come see me. Yeah. And uh, – what we were going to do what the plan was <laughs> was that cuz sometimes you can be too clever for your own good number one our agent was Arn Anderson who is a legend yeah and I call him coach when I was when I got my time with him and no one was harder on me and when I got a, when I got a compliment from from Arn Anderson it meant a lot and when I got a criticism it meant a lot and he would rip me a new one and was never afraid like I I knew that uh, when my time was because of my frustration and just not wanting like I was just frustrated all the time because I wanted more and I didn't really I didn't allow uh, my frustration didn't allow me to express myself the way I wanted to I, I sometimes I'd just be like fuck it I just don't want deal with it I'll just do my job I don't yeah. fuck it, I don't care and uh he was very like yo you f- this is the effort you're putting forth you know why are you here like aren't he was very like in your face like that yeah and, uh I respected more for being like that because a lot of guys like oh yeah good job i would tell you that was shit don't do it again yeah um so we're <laughs> – he wanted me to get him up. He was going to get me up for a Samoan drop, wanted me to counter it, hit him with an elbow, <laughs> slide down, clothesline him, and then roll, make the tag.
1: And this is all uh, discussed gonna, before we, you, we, Well, we discussed you know.
0: a few – I cannot call a whole match in the back and go out and do it. I got to feel – like I just won't remember the shit. Yeah, I just will Yeah, of won't. course. Uh, but you go out there knowing but who... But you have a plan. Yeah, we know yeah. we th- some things are determined. And then yeah. for TV and camera angles and shots, you have to be to a certain... You know, the magic has been gone. Normally, I would never say this, but the magic's been exposed. But he got me up, and that luxurious hair was all over me, and it was slick, and we started to slip. Yeah. Now, two things are going to happen. He's going to drop me, and we're going to be like fucking assholes. Or And I'm up on his shoulders, and I turned it into what uh, Sunset Flip is, which is basically me with my head go straight down. I roll through and then grab him into a quick pin, like one, and he kicks out. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were geniuses. Like, we were very proud of how we saved just a mistake. I'm a big guy, and the timing was off just a smidge. And, uh, but during the day, I was like, hey, man, let me just hit me with it. Like, get me up, boom. Cause if you, when you hit a guy with it, it's a lie, you get up and you go. When you get up and you got to hold the guy, and then, you know, he's got to elbow you and then slide it's off, tough, yeah. it's tough, especially when I'm so much bigger. Uh, so, he And we and we go into the back, and we're like, good shit, yeah, good. And I look at us both, like, Fuck, you guys think you're fucking flyweights out there? <laughs> fucking sunset flits? What kind of shit was that? Like, it was fucking god-awful. And I was, <laughs> but neither one of us was going to say, well, sir. We're just like, yeah, you're right, my bad. Yeah. You know? And he's like, you should have just hit him with the shit. And i just like, see, I told you. But- uh, it's dangerous, the, but it was so much fun because the thrill of we pulled it off. Yeah, is in the, the midst best because we've seen. I've been on the other end of things where a guy screws up, and like uh, you, you could drop a pin in the audience. Yeah, you know, and only because the fans love you, they'll come back. But the match was like and you had your you had your uh, head split open and didn't oh you? oh yeah um and Christian. that was re- you know that was real oh right? that was blood everywhere yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have a rule and a fine. If you get cut, if you cut yourself in the ring, you get fined for it. Or they'll stop the match and stitch you up. Yeah. Christian and Alberto are wrestling at uh, Extreme Rules in a, in a ladder match for the heavyweight championship of the world. And uh, the cage there was match this or? little – no, it was a ladder match. Yeah, which ladder They had match? this huge ladder, and they had this little tiny ladder. And I actually, like, kicked the fucking small ladder. Like, get that thing out of here. During that match, there's this great uh, spot where Christian has the belt. I come in, knock the ladder out of the way, and to catch the belt. Him.
1: The, be- the belt's hanging hang above. And, and you got to climb up the ladder yeah, to get the belt. Yeah, well, He's climbing the
0: ladder. I pull the ladder yeah. out of the way, and I catch him. Boom. I can throw pull. him in the corner, and he moves. He grabs a little ladder, and he hits me with it. The ladder hit me in the head just right. I don't put my hand up. I just sell it, you know. Yeah. And um, the ladder hit me just right, and I— Right Busting me it. open, and all I could think of was do not get a drop on the mat because you're going to get fined. I felt it, so I threw myself through the second rope so I wouldn't get blood on the mat because yeah. I didn't want to get in trouble and I didn't want to pay $500 or whatever it was. And I hit the mat and I'm selling, and it's just flowing. And because it, it's your head and it's just yeah. bright red blood, and I'm selling, and there's like people like, holy fuck, I think he's dead. Like it was blood <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Spider is the nickname of the referee and spider is a uh, uh openly homosexual guy and like we'd make lots of jokes and like he was he would always tease me and mess with me sometimes and, and i'm down there selling and he's trying to put the towel on my head i don't know how badly i'm bleeding i think spider is messing with me yeah and i'm like quit touching me get off me like leave me alone like i'm selling i gotta ca-. and i have to catch i have to get ready to catch alberto falling from a like a 25 foot ladder yeah and uh he was like stay down stay down baby stay down I'm like so i heard all I heard him call me baby so i thought he was messing with me like oh my poor baby's got you know i thought yeah, he was yeah. teasing me and uh i uh was like get off me man get off me and then uh i just get up cuz in my clo- in my head the clock was ticking I heard the, the, the sound of the crowd and I stand up and I look down and I see all this blood everywhere and I'm like holy shit that's for me and Spider's got the towel and it's covered with blood he's like I'm trying to you know I'm like I'm up already and I'm like looking up and I'm like bleeding everywhere and I'm getting like I've uh, lost a lot but I didn't you know the show goes on and Alberto's falling yeah I don't catch him <laughs> he's falling 20 feet straight on the mat and I don't get, that's gonna hurt yeah boom i catch him and like he just comes down on me you try catching a grown man of course 20 feet and we're down on top of each other there's blood everywhere and <laughs> you can't show blood on tv either and it it's monday night so raw so no this is a pay-per-view oh, oh, i'm sorry yeah okay and i'm like we're not going to get any of this so the spider gives me the towel so i can put the towel over <laughs> my face but when i put the towel over my face there's more blood than ever on the <laughs> towel so like we're selling back and we're leaving because he captured the belt and, you know he's winning the, and for christian it was a big moment it was one of the greatest moments of his career uh, well deserved to be champion or whatever and yeah. I remember I get to the back of the docks so I'm gonna put 13 staples in your head and this is the part where I always get like a little emotional about it Dusty Rhodes walks in there and he was like shit baby we going we can go run this in the Omni tomorrow night staple him up let's go cause you gotta bleed tomorrow night baby and I just remember like people were like i remember guys was like oh you tough son of a bitch like it was it was a probably my greatest moment in my career as far as like being respected for the work you do yeah and um i'll never forget that even the uh big time producer up top he came down he was like you tough son of a bitch you're crazy i was like it's what we do but for dusty to say i could now go work with him in the omni which is the, the, the old building in atlanta was like an amazing moment for me but the, the fact that he was the he was the Mama Bird who had to come back and check and see if I was alright yeah. you know and I was like giving that validation where it's like yeah like it was like after that I was like this is why we do what we do yeah um, and it was like very like and everybody came to check on me
1: yeah
0: you know and, that, and that's just the way our locker room was it was way different from when my first time I was there because once when I came back the second time it was my guys our time and we all support each other and you know realize it's a team sport I mean you always have a knucklehead here and there but you straighten them out but the hazing and the Treating a guy like shit and throwing his shit out of the locker room like those days were all behind us. So. That's good. That's yeah. nice. And not that, that anybody did that shit to me, but yeah. I'm just saying like it was that that atmosphere, yeah, was gone. And it took you all around the country and in the world. Right? I went, you you the, went yeah, Japan. I or? went everywhere with the WWE. Everywhere I wrestled Japan uh, privately, not with the WWE, um, but everywhere else. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. amazing. No, I I'm, to say I miss it. Like I miss. I still have dreams about kicking Cena's ass in front of the entire world. Yeah. Like I, uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's always him, but I just think like we're polar opposites. Yeah. And it was a great feud that they missed out on. Yeah. Um but uh but I also look at the success I'm having and and I yeah. realize the responsibility. I I was not the rock and I was not John Cena. I was very I was very popular. I was popular with my peers, but I was not the top guy. Yeah. Um affectionately called a mid Carter, but whatever. Um, yeah. Toys did very well, but to be able to transition from wrestling to other things and be able to do it well and almost now and reinvent yourself, yeah. Tyrus is arguably more popular than Brodus Clay ever was. Yeah. But the two of them together is, is a beautiful thing. So
1: It's certainly an insane feat to think that you, you didn't make a lateral – transition and start doing other things you know you have blossomed yeah. and tra- and transcend and i went into, i moved to impact you know? and
0: my time at impact wrestling was was great and impact was is not the machine that wwe is but yeah. i was not ready to give up wrestling um but i you can't can't feed a family on uh impact just because they just don't work enough they yeah. just don't have enough so you had to be forced to do other things and i wasn't done and i i had to and also had an axe to grind to show them, like, hey, you made a mistake, man. Like, Or WWE. Yeah, you made yeah. a mistake. Like, uh, I am a great talent. You just didn't see it at the time or whatever. Um, and then that turns into, like, hey, I had a great run when I was there. I enjoyed my time. And that bitterness turns into focusing on all the stuff you do. And now you look at it like you want to give back, you know, when other guys are coming up and coming out, being able to give them an opportunity to come on our show or whatever the case may be or um so it's kind of changed like the mentality i'm not done wrestling yet um but i'm definitely going to be more selective in terms of like what i do in, in the ring yeah so you know i get a lot of time ta- lot especially lately there's been a lot of talk like returning to the wwe and stuff like that um i'm always open to that. that'd be a great way to say goodbye yeah you know when the because i like in the next two years probably think probably hang out the boots are yeah. um,
1: you doing you're doing a lot more stuff you're acting you know yeah that i kind got a f- ton of insane. acting stuff going and yeah.
0: i've got a big movie project coming out um and um you know i'll be playing uh suge knight in a movie and i'm excited about that is that a, f- is that confirmed yeah and it's a future it's a it's a it's a big movie it's a lead role it's not uh it's a biopic yeah it's a biopic yeah. so it's like huge challenge That's a lot insane. of character stuff yeah and um on top of like other TV show stuff going on and here um we're number one like we're kicking ass and there's gonna be more opportunities with Fox and stuff so um it's a it's a good time to be like I think it's all kind of coming together like the seasons like the mistakes I made in wrestling in terms of dealing with stress and setbacks I now handle better here yeah opposed I did there I don't wear things on my sleeve as much
1: yeah That's my problem. Yeah, no, I uh, just you know I'm dramatic in terms. I'm very emotional. uh, So am I. We're the same fish in the bowl. Like we
0: both. That's probably why we get along so well. Yeah. You know, we both live our heads in the cloud, but when it rains, we we don't want to get wet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. But um, I mean, it's
1: it's, it's amazing to just think of that. Like you know, you you you've had. It's I mean, it made great biography. You have all these different you know lives. I've been fired a lot. Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
0: Like literally, I'm the jack of all trades, master none. But now I'm turning the into one skill set, putting it all together so yeah. I can die of a heart attack when I when I make it. <laughs> like be just, like, like <laughs> just, like, literally, <laughs> you're, you're just... You've done uh, it. Uh, you you've done the, it. You're like in like the shower. Uh, the, award, the go. award goes to... I'm yeah. sorry, what? Yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. dead. He's de- are you sure? Is that confirmed? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. uh So that's why I stay lifted and stay on top of him so I don't get a heart attack. But, like, mm-hmm. literally, that'll be like I, I some of my jokes come back to haunt me i used to have a joke all the time where you should have a big red button in the box because life's just too long yeah it's too hard to it's too hard to maintain success yeah when you get to that highest pinnacle yeah you should be able to hit that button and get out yeah and it's also you're
1: getting older now too that you yeah. i mean us oh, it's like yeah. you know your body starts feeling it and all that kind of thing like you know it's like
0: stretching yeah. like i I uh, stretching <laughs> i used to say yeah yeah whatever girls stretch no yeah. no we gotta stretch a lot now like yeah uh, I have to stretch before I lift, but I think one of the things that's kept me young is one uh, the imagination in this in this business, and the training. Like I train all the time, and that's uh, a discipline. I mean, I yeah. d-
1: you know I need to get to the gym, but it's like to have that.
0: I just know, mindset. It's my just,
1: you know this is what you have to like, do. Because they're
0: like, what are you training for? And I'm like, I'm just ready. Am I training for to fight Cena or go kick Keith Slater's ass somewhere? Yeah. Um, who's my nemesis? Those of you who don't know who Slater, who he Slater is, he's in the WWE. He's a, uh, this redhead uh, who has been a thorn in my side for well over ten years. Yeah, and uh, him and I have had some some good. I uh, had some good rivalries. Him and Damian Sandow. Yeah, probably my two biggest. Like I've fought Damian all over the country. Uh, probably my best house show ever was uh, with Damian Sandow in Biloxi, Mississippi. But uh, we stole the show that night, and I remember Arn Anderson came out and said that was one of the best. That's your best baby face you've done, son. Like, good job. It was like one of those nights. Um, And you could see yourself maybe
1: going back and doing something. Yeah, I'd like to do something
0: at at some point. Um, But the window's closing. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we'll see. But at the same time, like, I also looking at just, like, scheduling-wise. Like, uh, things are starting to get tough, you know, as far as, like, filming a movie, doing this show, being able to prep. Like, because the great God official a lot of work goes into it like yeah we have a lot of information and yeah. you got to stay on top of it you can't just come sit on that couch and just try to be funny that shit won't work yeah like, you need to be informative fox fans aren't stupid yeah you know they want you can be you can crack a joke but it better be something behind it yeah so because yeah. i always talked about like the fox nation is kind of like a mormon church yeah not everyone gets our jokes but you better be on top of our humor yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, of course um,
1: and it'll offer you a lot of afford you a opportunity too there and yeah. To grow yeah so. yeah, I feel like we can go on forever and ever and I'd yeah. love to talk to you about some other things like your relationship we'll with you Snoop back. and yeah. all yeah, you know like that. One of my favorite movies is Jimmy Bones, Bone. I love that, that Oh yeah, it's a good flip. You know. Yeah, you know, all that kind of things. But thanks for sleeping over. Yeah, you no know? problem, man. You know, pl- and yeah. bring it all over your Godzilla toy. This is freaking awesome. Yeah, those are going you know? back I with
0: me, and there will be no trades. Well, I
1: can't. I no, mean, I'm sorry. Come no. on, just something.
0: I'll I tell you what. I'll give you these if you can get your U.S. carrier back. That's, not, that's low. Yeah, so I'm you sorry. Cut me deep I, I, Yeah, I'm sorry. That <laughs> <That's> <laughs> sucks.
1: True. Hey, thank you very much. Um, and you can catch us on. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Saturday night will be sleepovers. We're on twitter we have our own uh website saturday night movie sleepers saturday night movie sleepovers um you could see tyrus on fox uh you have some stuff coming out too you have um oh
0: uh, yeah the the new series the purge on usa is coming out i think uh, early next year and then uh working on a couple films right now and then uh i'm wrestling uh, august 13th in minnesota um and uh, i'll be back on the five and i got a busy Busy August. Yeah. A lot of things going on. So yeah, yeah. but you can always find me on uh, Instagram at Tyrus Smash or uh, Planet Tyrus on Twitter. So
1: sweet, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for coming out. Oh, no by, problem, man. Yeah. And thank you very much for listening and I'll uh, see you in a couple weeks. So take care. And remember, you can now find Saturday night movie sleepovers on the C L N S Media Network and on iTunes, Stitcher, and other formats podcasts are found. Do you remember a time when sleeping on the floor with your friends? Wouldn't have been considered weird? The management of this website invites you to a new dimension in podcasting. An experience so fun, it can only be compared to a childhood sleepover. It's not just about horror. Tom Atkins proved that any man is leading man material. (laughs) It's not just about action. If you're gonna rank Van Damme movies, yeah, it's up there. It would, I'd put it top five for sure. It's not just about comedy. There's no other person in the world that loves Weekend at Bernie's more than you. It's not just about science fiction.
0: I'm with like a beautiful comb over.
1: It's about nostalgia. Can you survive the Saturday night movie sleepover? It's not a movie. It's a podcast about movies. You can follow Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers at saturdaysleepovers.podwits.com on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, and Player FM.